0: Happened mike schmidt 40 year old boy podcast i gotta warn you folks uh, my body is betraying me already this deep into the show because uh, truthfully this is like my fifth fucking attempt at doing this goddamn show or at least sitting down I, the, the furthest i got into it was about eight minutes and then i was just like you know what what the fuck because i you know why because i yawned like 16 times did you just and right there you just might have heard a noise in my throat a second ago rewind it go listen i, did, I didn't want for that to happen my body is going into business for itself which is not good at the age of 56, nobody wants to see that happen. God, you know, when you say that out loud, it's weird. Like when I was like 55, <laughs> what's that, two months ago? Nah, that was fine. I started fine. But at 56, boy, now you're on the wrong end of it. Now you're on the wrong side of 50. And, uh, and now it's a slippery slope as you just head and descend downhill. And, uh, and as I record this, by the way, it is also, it's my ex-wife's birthday. And she's 57. Holy Christ, she's even closer to death than I am. Uh, which she probably thought the entire 20 years we were together. Nah, I, I, The beginning was great. Uh, and then I became me. And she's like, what the hell? Why weren't you you in the beginning? And I would have never chosen you. That would have been fine. I could have lived my whole life without you. I thought I was getting him, but I got you. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's uh, a drag for her and certainly for me as well. As you know, the only reason I want to win the lottery is so I can help uh, people who I've wronged in the past. That's I'm, like, I'm kind of like a Robin Hood. But instead of having the balls to steal shit from people, I have to hope to try to win it. I have to cross my fingers and go, oh, I would love to win money and give to the poor. I can't rob the rich because then I wind up in jail and nobody wants that. I don't want to risk sodomy. I can't risk sodomy to help the poor. Look, I enjoy the poor. The poor are wonderful. I would love to help them out as much as I possibly can. But I will not risk sodomy. To, to help you sir and I, i'll give you a hand up i'll buy you a sandwich if i can uh but i'm certainly not going to go uh smash and grab and then smash into a mansion a lot of smashing going on in this show um the smash and grabs are big out here like at the malls and stuff we're seeing but there's and, and first of all i can't even believe there's fucking malls still uh if malls are like rotary phones at this point just a pile of stores under a roof and I, and not that I dislike it. And every time I will be honest with you, every time I go to the mall, a, I can always find what I need. Cause again, there's so many fucking places to go, but also uh, two, I, I did that on purpose. Uh, I, I like the mall because that just that you get that nostalgia just wafting over you of the many times I would spend in the mall doing nothing, just hours and hours of lurking in Fox Valley and Aurora and just hanging out and doing nothing. Just trying to go play fucking video games or hustle a quarter here and there. That sounds like I was blowing guys. I wasn't doing that, I promise. Not certainly not for a quarter. Yeah, I tell you what, you better come across the solid $5 bill if you want to convince teenage Mike to try to go ahead and, and hit his knees in the fucking restroom. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's a lot of I tell you that in the show. A lot of I tell you that, a lot of Smash. Maybe I write that down. Maybe it's the name. I tell you that, Smash throwing his pen to the ground, look at me. So I warn you folks, I tell you this right now, I'm betrayed uh by my body at this point because uh I'm yawning quite a bit and I don't mean to be yawning and I apologize, but it is uh it's late. Um and uh my brain got in my way and I was like, I would come try to record and like I said, things happen and you don't eh, whatever the fuck are you tired of excuses probably. Uh, but I'm here, but I will tell you it's gonna be maybe a truncated show. it might be and, and but here's the plan if it is truncated, if it is a little because uh, because here's a, all right here's why it wouldn't be a problem. Starting to record this show at one 110 uh, in the morning, Friday night late early Saturday morning would not be a big deal for normal Mike. remember normal Mike when he was just floating through life on god's good humor and doing whatever the fuck you wanted to do that was fun i liked normal mike he was totally cool uh unfortunately we have mike who has now had to rejoin society i'm society mike let's call that i'm society mike and society mike having to rejoin society now has responsibilities and places he needs to be at certain times what the fuck is with you people out there you goddamn barbarians how dare you how dare you make me show up at a certain time in a certain place? Who do you think you are? Fuck this bartering of labor for goods and services. Just send me money, you fucking companies. Uh, but I have to be somewhere. Well, I have to be. I have to be awake at 7:45 a.m. So that's uh, that's six and a half hours from now, basically, uh, from the time I'm recording this, and uh, and I'm gonna record this for however long. Who knows? Like I said, it could be truncated. But the, and, and normally also, uh, I, I've been trying to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night because I don't know if I've mentioned I'm 56. I got to do everything at this point just to stay breathing on this fucking planet. So I uh, I've been trying to do my best to get as much sleep as possible, going to the gym, whatever the fuck. Am I eating clean yet? No. Cardio? No, not yet. But those things are all on the docket. They're all on, on the dais, if you will. They're all in the plan. I got to look. I got a list. I got plans uh but i've got to be up at seven forty five tomorrow because i have to get this brace yourselves i gotta be somewhere by nine o'clock a m what the fuck uh i don't i don't understand that at all and i don't know if it's good and look here's the thing i don't want to tell you about it yet because what i was this is my thing i was like because you know i got a gig right we all know this everybody's been told uh in addition to my ubering activity um but uh but but uber i'll tell you what uber right now is a fucking bust i i drove I drove this week. One day I drove six hours and I made uh, 80 bucks. <laughs> now, granted, I was probably off. Like an hour of that, I had stopped uh, to go to the grocery store or whatever, hit the head or get something to eat or whatever. So probably five hours. Five hours, 80 bucks. Now that is, uh, let's see, five and eight goes one. And that's, that's less than minimum wage in California. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know, I'm paying for my own maintenance, also paying for my own gas. And uh, when you pay for your own gas out in California, there's there's one gas station that I have. I, I There's a gas station that I have that I drive past seven gas stations to get to because it's cheaper. I will drive to this gas station past seven gas stations to save $3. And I've been thinking about it more and more and going, that's pretty stupid, really, when you think about it. Am I spending $3 in gas just to get there? But I don't know. It's the illusion, my brain, whatever the fuck. It makes me feel better to go to the place, to go to United Oil (laughs) and gas up for cheap. And uh, cheap, as we know, is fucking relative these days. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I gassed up my car the other day, and I, I, I made my trek I drove, to, I drove up the street. I turned right on Hazeltine. I headed up toward, uh, I'll just tell you, Oxnard. I tried to head toward Hazeltine and Oxnard where the United Oil is, uh, is contained. And I'll tell you, up on Hazeltine and, uh, is it, uh, it's, no, it's not Colfax, another Hazeltine and some other street, there's another gas station that's kind of like this, but uh, the cash price is different from the credit price. United Oil is just for degenerates. I told you a story once I went there and they had some weird, there was some weird, like the gas pumps at night, there was some weird covering on the thing where you put your credit card. And I, so I chose not to use it and I drove off into the night. Well, I've been going back there because they've certainly fixed things at least to my, and also, well, look, I'll risk you my entire bank account just to save $3. Why not? What the fuck am I smart? So I drive, uh, to go to this joint and I pull up and, uh, the days of finding cheap gas on Hazeltine and Oxnard have have disappeared, ladies and gentlemen, because I showed up and it was just as much as as the, the I drove past gas stations that had the exact same price. Uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, well, what could that price be, Mike? What could possibly? Well, here's the deal. Not two months ago. I'm going to you know, I'm going to say 10 weeks. I'm going to say two and a half months ago. Gas at this, this station was four fifty nine a gallon and everywhere else it was like 4.99 you know what i mean it was it was it was just that or 505 or 509 or whatever the fuck and so i it was worth it i was saving you know you're saving 50 cents a gallon 16 gallon tank you got you know it's almost five as if almost six bucks and it was worth it to me so i was like all right i'll t- i'll make the trek over there to do that uh, as i pulled up toward united oil kitty corner no across the street from the 711 kitty corner from a, uh, a billboard for the killers which I, I only bring it up to you because I don't understand billboard tech. Like, is it does it still work? Is there anyone at all on, on Hazeltine Avenue who's driving and is like, ah, Christ, what am I going to do? September 21st and looks up and goes, holy Jesus, the killers are here. And they're at, like some casino that's like 80 miles away. I, I don't understand. Like, look, commercials or whatever the fuck cuz I, I don't know I, who in their right mind. Like, why does salt still have a commercial? I don't fucking understand it. Like Morton salt or whatever the fuck it's salt. And I guess maybe they're beginning big salt is in fear of Himalayan pink salt and sea salt and all these other assholes have entered the salt Olympics, the salt derby. Every other every other person who found a parcel of ocean to try to turn into a second fucking ten dollars. Uh, so maybe salt has to convince you to keep buying Morton salt. I don't I don't fucking know. What the fuck do I know about advertising or anything? I don't even do commercials for this fucking show and I could do them and be free. Uh, but I don't and I haven't. I should. Right. Shouldn't I? Although look at this, I'm giving you a truncated show, and I'm going to tell you that I'm going to do fucking commercials. What the fuck? Um, so I pull up, I pull up at this. Uh, so the billboard for the killers is there. It's just it's like a beacon in the night. I'm like I got to go see that billboard for the killers. I, I don't know who that's in, snaring in. I guess I guess the logic is, if it sells one ticket, you did okay. Although it can't be no, it, billboards can't be that cheap, right? It's got to be what's a billboard a month? A thousand? Because that's prime L.A. real estate right there on top of the fucking Berea place (laughs) where people are driving right at Hazeltine and Oxnard. I got news for you. I drove there to get cheap gas. The last thing I can buy is a concert ticket, you fucks. Uh, Anybody who's going to the United Oil is not going to see the killers. Uh, You know, quite frankly, you've got a better chance of anyone going to United Oil being a killer. I, I don't think they're interested in the band. I think they're interested in where to get rope. Uh, but sure enough, I I go there, and as I, I drive up, the sign starts to come into view, and uh, I'm I'm stunned to find out that gas now, ten weeks after it was four fifty nine, and I would make special trips to go there. And look, it's gone up gradually. Went up from four fifty nine, four sixty nine, went to four seventy nine, then it got to four ninety nine, and I was like, maybe it'll go down. Hey, guess what? It hasn't. Uh, and instead, I pull up, and it's five twenty nine a gallon. Which again, gas is gas. We all got to pant. We all drive the fuck around. But when your job means that you gotta spend money on gas and you can't exactly conserve uh, driving, boy, oh boy, does that hit you right in the old fucking ballsack? And you're like, Jesus. All right, five twenty-nine. And uh, at the time, I only needed to put in, you know, like eight gallons. But again, as you can tell by the math, that's still like 40, 44 bucks or whatever the fuck to go out that night. And then I made eighty. 80 in six hours on the road. And here's the thing that I don't understand now about Uber. And I haven't been doing it for a while. So I'm wondering if they somehow changed the algorithm to punish me. Like that could be a thing, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but they they I, I went out and I drove. And every, every ride was $3. Oh, oh I, I apologize. That's the second night. The first night I went out was uh all right i'll tell you i did a I did the go fact yourself podcast with Jake keith van stratton and uh nicole thurman i believe was the co-host this particular week and uh, i i played against the lovely anna camp which i'll I'll you know what let's just go and i'll tell you a little bit about it right now uh well, whatever i did the fucking show we'll get back to it but i, I did the show i can't i can't go into it now because i'm i look because i'll forget shit because i still got to finish a thing i started last week Because people wrote me and are like what happened at the pizza place god damn it i know I used to be good at this. Remember I used to button all this up. Was that because Lily was there taking notes and telling me where to fucking go? I don't remember. She even took notes, but she did take notes, but she was taking notes to see what she would name the show back then. Um, uh, whatever. So, uh, I, uh, (laughs) so I did the go Fact Yourself podcast last Sunday and, uh, I went, all right, you're out here. Just drive. Just turn on the fucking, you know, phone. But I had to drive. (laughs) I did the show. And then afterwards I left and we're out in the parking lot talking. Everybody's, you know, being friends. And, uh, I had to make myself leave. i was like, all right, make sure you drive a couple miles away. Because the last fucking thing I wanted to do was pick up somebody who had been at the show and give them a ride somewhere. Because that would have been just just the ultimate surrender of any pride or, or anybody thinking I was ever a comedian of any sort of success. Uh, if I, you know, because they had just watched me in the room. Because I will tell you this. I don't know what how long this show is. Because every show that they've released is like an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. And by the time we were done, I mean we were almost at two hours with with the show that we did. And he said they're going to cut some stuff. Some stuff went up on the cutting room floor. And uh, and I, I got news for you. It better be all Jake Keith and Anna Camp because I was fucking gold. You better not cut a fucking word I said, for God's sake. Uh, but I trust their instincts. Jake Keith's been in television. There you go. So uh, so when I drove a couple of hours, a couple of miles away, because I'm like, oh, fuck this. I can't pick up uh, a person from the show because that would just be like, hey, wasn't I funny? Hey, where are you going now? You want to go home? I'll take you home. I'll make $5 after you just watched me fucking kill. Uh, but I drove and the first ride I got was like $3 and I was like, motherfucker. So I took a ride for three because I will tell you this, when I drove Uber, when I was driving regularly before the pandemic, uh, the lowest priced ride you would get was four twenty-five. That was like the minimum ride. It was, it was baked into the fucking thing. Uh, unless you did the Uber, uh, at the time, I forget what it was called the, where you picked everybody up, Uber tag team, Uber fucking packed car, whatever the fuck it was called. So you get a bunch of people in your car. And they all, you know, as they were ride sharing, it was a little cheaper, but you, because you were doing four rides, they figured it added up and and you can't argue because they own the fucking company. They own the algorithm. They own the fucking app. They own the whole goddamn thing. They own your fucking soul. So, uh, I took, but this time, sure enough, man, I took a $3 ride and then the next one was $3 and 36 cents. And I took them and, and granted it's only, it's someone who's a mile away and then you take them a mile and a half, but like, it's like the, everything's becoming these weird taxi rides now. there's no more of the, at least in the in the experience I had this week. because so then the third ride, though, I will tell you this. The third ride, uh, <laughs> I pick it just because you have to you have to look at your phone now. you can't just accept I used to just accept rides blindly, all right? But now you can't, because sometimes it'll be a three dollar ride, and the person is three miles away. Well, I'm not driving three miles for free to pick somebody up and drive them eight an eighth of a mile. I mean, that, or eight, eight tenths of a mile. I'm not fucking doing. So you have to now squint to see the, see the fucking numbers, and the thing pops up on your screen, and and now it does this weird thing where rides go out to like ten different people, and you got to claim it quick because if because I used to just tap the ride and it would tell me where to go. Well, now I tap the ride and it says seeing if you're the best match. Like what the fuck is this? What are we now? You know what it is? It truly is rats in a in a box pushing fucking buttons for pellets, but the pellets are rides, and I mean, and also I'm fighting with people over three dollar and thirty six cent rides. What the? If you offer me a three dollar and thirty six cent ride, and I I am so beaten down, I am such a husk of a man that I'm willing to drive somebody for three dollars and thirty six cents. Just give it to me. Don't then go. Hold on a second making sure that you're the best possible match to go ahead and take somebody somewhere for $3 for lit for literally one sixth of California minimum wage. We need to make sure that you, you go ahead and qualify because there's a lot of people out there, sir. Uh, and then you have to sit there to wait. And and then the best part is it'll pop back on the screen. It'll say, let's go. And then you got to tap the let's go bar. So You got to tap twice now to get a fucking ride, which I don't, I don't get, I don't know who they, they're fucking trying to do this with or for. Um, but so the third ride I got the day of the Keith Sh- J-, J. Keith show, uh, it popped up and it said it was a $35 ride. And those are automatic. Like I usually just, I just tap them. I'm just like fucking done and we'll sort it out later. Uh, but then I picked this person up and I looked and it said they were going to, because first I didn't register. It said Huntington Beach. But in my brain, I made it Hermosa Beach. Hermosa Beach is about 16 miles from downtown Hollywood. So I was like, "All oh, right, that's cool," it's, and it must be a surge. And so I want, I got, I want to get a bonus here because usually it's a dollar a mile or a dollar twenty or whatever the fuck I don't know, or it used to be. Again, all of it has changed because this person. Then all of a sudden, when they get in the car, I go, "You're going to Huntington Beach." And when I said it out loud, that was when I realized it was actually Huntington Beach, like Hermosa Beach. Again, seventeen miles, Huntington Beach, and I look on the map. I'm forty-three miles away. This is a forty-three mile ride. For thirty five dollars, and and then, you know, as I've said many times, the worst part of this is those long rides are fine, but then you come home for free. I mean, you can stay down in Huntington Beach and try to drive people around, but it was a Sunday night, so it was and it was later because you know the show ended at like fucking nine, nine thirty. So there's going to be nobody down there in Huntington Beach looking for a fucking ride. So I got to schlep back fucking home as fast as I possibly can to try to you know make some money and hit some bar time in in Hollywood. And I took this person to Huntington Beach. And again, she was lovely, nice person, whatever. 35, she didn't tip. Nobody tips anymore. I got one. I got a $1 tip in three days. In three days, I made a dollar in tips. Uh, so that night, I wound up driving. And then I got back to Hollywood, and I went up driving. And like I said, I made, uh, once it got closer to bartime, I had a couple of like $14 rides. I wound up making $83 in, in six hours. Uh, cause I drove till three in the morning on Sunday night and, and that usually doesn't pay because you got it Friday and Saturday are the late night ones and stuff like I mean, then look, I, I don't know if I'm boring you to fucking tears with this shit, but I'm just telling you, this is what I went through. Um, but then I, I went out two days later to drive and, uh, because I, I couldn't go out the one day cause I had orientation at another gig that I'll tell you about later, but I went to drive and in, in this night, this is completely true. I drove, uh, four hours and 45 minutes. And I made $50, (laughs) 56, $56. I don't want to, I don't want to totally short it. $56 in almost five hours. I went home. It was finally, it was like 1230 AM because I started driving at, uh, at 745 and it was 1230. And I was like, well, fuck this. I was in Hollywood and every ride, I should tell you this, that also I had like eight, eight or nine rides. Like the the most the most expensive ride I got was six dollars and twenty cents, and that was a woman I took to Ralph's, and she had me wait, and then I took her back to her place. Uh, everybody else was three dollars. I had a ride that was two dollars and eighty two cents, and again, it was only half a mile, and I just happened to be I was one tenth of a mile from them, so I pulled over, and they were right there. But two dollars and eighty two cents? Are you fucking? I don't. And I I'm and all night, it was three dollars, three dollars, three dollars, three dollars, uh, or people canceling, or and I and I just was like. I, I, and, or inactivity just sitting there inactive and and I, and the thing is when you're inactive okay you what you can do you can drive around but then you're just burning gas and I don't know if I mentioned gas is 529 a fucking gallon you can't exactly be driving around so what you can do is you can pull over and sit but then, what you're banking on? Because again, if you're driving around, you're looking for rides and you're trying to get rides on the route. But if you sit down, you're only banking on rides in that spot. It's it's it was always like this, but there were always fucking rides. I mean, dude, before I totaled my car, the night, uh, the you know, the I when I went back out the night there was the blackout in my house, and I was like, fuck this, and I went out at eleven o'clock. I drove from eleven o'clock till eight in the morning. I made two hundred and fifty bucks because that was the deal. It's like you get people, and and, and I know it's not, it's but it's not that. That was a good night, but if you drive all night, like Friday night and Saturday night, you can make that kind of money. I used to make that kind of money way back when, but now, I don't know if it's just there's so many fucking drivers or the algorithm punishes me because I don't drive, because I will tell you this, they they give me every, every Sunday and every Thursday, you get to choose your uh, uh, quest, they fucking call it, because... I don't know. Apparently, I'm Zelda, so I, I've got to fucking pick a quest on Sunday, and it starts Sunday night at 4 a.m. or Monday morning at 4 a.m. And then it ends Thursday night at 4 a.m. or Friday morning at 4 a.m. And you can pick an amount of rides to do in that amount of time. But like, it used it used to be good money. Like you would be able to fulfill because you drove your ass off. Well, now like 40 rides. If you do 40 rides in four days, it's a twenty dollar bonus. And if you do another ten dollar another ten rides it adds $5. So you get $25. And, and I mean, 50 rides, that's a, that's a lot of fucking rides for $25. That's not even half, not even a third of a tank of gas for some people. And for me, it's, it's barely half, not even, no, you know, it's, it's 68 bucks to fill my fucking car now. So, so I, I, I don't know, no, actually, no 50, it's probably 80. Cause I have a 16 gallon tank. Because the thing is here, I don't wait until it's empty. I, I fill it out you know, when it's halfway, halfway done or whatever the fuck. So I don't even know what it costs to fill my fucking tank now. But I, I, I'll tell you this. I know it's a hell of a lot fucking more than, than $25 for 40 or 50 rides. And so I've been taking every week I book these quests. And also they have a thing where uh, they have bonus hours. So like between 4 and 5 in the afternoon, you can make an extra $3.50 a ride. But, you know, you only get two or three rides an hour really, and if you get a long one, it's just one, but also, here's here's this, another way where they fuck you, uh, I've been getting, and again, it might be just me, I don't know if they're doing this to everybody, but because I would always choose these quests and these things, and then I, you know, if I didn't drive, I didn't drive, whatever the fuck, but I was always making sure to sign up for the quests, well, I signed up for these fucking things, and uh again the money is for shit. So I'm like, well I'm not even gonna bother fucking chasing that. If it was if it was seventy five dollars be a different thing, but that's the thing on the weekend they'll offer you they'll be like if you do eighty rides, you get seventy-five dollars. And I'm like, eighty rides in three days? That's that's astonishing. I think the most rides I've ever done in a day was twenty-six and 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 I was fucking dead. I literally, I opened the fucking car door and I poured out like melted butter and oozed into my own fucking apartment. It was fucking ridiculous because you kill yourself. You're just sitting out there. And again, you're driving toward the gas you spend anyway. It's a fucking mess. Look, this is just, and you don't want to hear this shit. You get your own job. You're worried about your job. It sucks. And everybody, everybody knows everything's bad. We know that we know stuff is bad, but I'm just telling you what I'm dealing with. So there you go. So, uh, so, (laughs) So 80 rides get you fucking like $75 bonus, which is like it's a dollar a ride, who the fuck cares. So now also they have these quests. like I said that's the quest, but then the bonuses are between four and 6 pm they'll say you get an extra 250 a ride, right? And it used to be in Los Angeles County. Well now I'm getting these offers and they're like, hey man, the, you know these hours this day every day they have a little section like in the afternoon or from 12 to 1 a.m or whatever, but they're only at the airport. So like, I don't I won't get the extra bump on the rides unless I'm picking people up at the airport. And to pick people up at the airport, you got to go and sit in the fucking airport line. And also, if you're getting bonuses on rides from the airport, you're only getting one bonus cuz you're not getting multiple rides from the fucking airport. If you pick somebody up and then take them where they're fucking going, that's it. You then you got to what, hustle back to the airport to try to make another $2 extra on a fucking ride? And I I I don't know if this was just a particularly bad week, you know, but making, making that amount of money in the amount of hours you're driving and then pay, I, 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 barely paid for a tank and a half of gas. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, and that's that. I mean, that's just the world There's something. Oh, oh, oh. And get this. This is beautiful. This is completely true. This happened. Uh, Sunday when I did Jay Keith, I told you, and, uh, I went and drove and I went to Huntington beach and I was driving and I picked up two girls at a club in Hollywood and they were going it was, and I was like, Ah, you know, I'm probably going to cash in after this, man. It was like, it was right around 2:30, and I don't, know if they were going home from work or what, but their conversation was hysterical. It was just these two girls and uh, the one girl was dating a girl on the East coast, but, and, and, but now they've kind of broken up, but they're, but they're still kind of fuck buddies and then they're, and it was funny because the one girl asked how is in her friend's name and she said, oh yeah, well, and she goes, wait, did you break up? I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh my God. But it was so funny. It was such a window into young people because these, you know, these, these girls are, uh, they're rich. So she's bi-coastal and, uh, her family owns a fashion place and she's like, yeah, my dad wants me to. Uh, to at least model some stuff this summer but I I didn't and so now in the fall I might have to do that collection but I'm not sure because I might instead just go to France for two months but I don't know if Carrie's going to go to France and I'm like my god and guess what they didn't tip of course they didn't fucking tip And, and it makes you just feel like Travis Bickle where you're in the front seat just going man I don't what if I'm not even on this planet I'm not even the same species as these fucking people this is crazy um You know, possibly possibly doing a semester abroad, but not sure if I want to because I don't need the credits. It would just be a way to kill time in Europe. (laughs) Oh, man. Good for you. By the way, I don't know if you've heard my liver and my brain hate each other. Uh, (laughs) So uh, so and I drove them and I drove them on the freeway and uh, I I shouldn't. I I got home and I was like, fuck, I went to bed and I had to be at the gym at twelve thirty. So, uh, I woke up at, uh, what was it? Fucking 1130 and I fucking, oh no, I had to be at the gym at 1130. We had bumped it that day. So I got up at 1030 and I threw water in my face whatever had some yogurts and, uh, I walked out to the car at 1115 flat tire. Yep. Flat tire of my car. And I, and the thing is, I know exactly when it happened. Uh, I was driving those two girls. And and I was rolling on the four oh five going south, and and I heard that you know when you hit something on the I, I drove something I wrote over I drove over a nail I knew it because I, I heard like a pop, not you know you know what you've done it you've all run over something and you heard like a like a like a not that that yes I'm, you know because you know what possibly I heard that because those girls were drinking champagne in the back of my fucking car I have no idea boy Garson could you fetch us some moet and shandon ho. Oh. Let's enjoy the sophomore who's heading off for another year in Europe. Oh, you're not a sophomore? You have enough credits to graduate. You just might go kill some time. Good for you. Hey, let's pop the bubbly. Meanwhile, my fucking tire dying. And I, so I heard it when I ran over. I ran over something on the freeway, and I made a note in my head. I go, oh man, I hope that wasn't something. And uh, and it wasn't like a board or anything. It was just it was just something. And but I heard it. I absolutely heard it. It's like you know when you pop something in your arm, or you hear something grind. Whatever the fuck, I knew it. But I didn't think about it. I went to bed. I, you know, I because I, sleep is where I'm a Viking. So, of course, I went to bed and I crashed and I thought of winning a lottery. I had a fucking weird ass dream where I was. Maybe it's because it's her birthday. But me and my ex wife, uh, Karen, I'll just say her fucking name. You guys know but we were out and for some reason Gary Lucy is a friend of mine a comedian i haven't seen him in fucking forever he's actually he's actually dating Kristen Levine who's like a good friend of Stan Hope and i think Gary actually moved to fucking Bisbee where where they are he was in portland for a while uh and he was with somebody else but i mean now he's with Kristen i don't know because you know he was posting all the shit about Kristen and i was like why am i gossiping about him who the fuck cares um but he was in a dream and he was for some he was dating You're, you're going to laugh. I, cause I don't even know how to explain it. Like young Lauren Bacall, she was in my dream. And for some reason, when we, we got together in like this room or whatever, and she locked eyes with me and we connected in this way where we're like, we both knew we were instantly in love. I don't I don't, it's, I, it's so weird. Like nobody wants to hear my fucking dreams. Believe me on a fucking podcast, but it was so fucking vivid (laughs) And we were grab-assing. Like, we couldn't keep our hands off one another. And I, he's he's with her and I'm with Karen. And, like, we would, like, find a way to walk through a hallway. And I'd, like, lit- literally grab her ass. Or she, and she'd reach over and just grab my shoulders or whatever. And, like, rub her hand through my hair. It was so fucking weird. Young Lauren Bacall, clearly. And it was so fucking strange. I don't know what that dream means. And I don't need you to interpret it. And I don't need to tell you about fucking dreams. I, I, that's the lowest I've ever sunk, I think, on this goddamn show. I don't think I've ever told you about my fucking dreams. Uh, you know why? Because they're dead. They died. They <laughs> died. At the fucking gas station, um, so I flat tire, got out flat tire, and I just I laughed. I was like, ha, ha, ha. and I will tell you this too, I I've never even checked to see if there's a spare in this car. I bought this car, you guys bought this car, fucking you know whatever it was how many months ago, and I uh, I've never I you know why? <laughs> because the the trunk looks so neat. Like I don't want it to be unlevel. I don't want to pull that thing up. And also truthfully. I don't want to pull that thing up and see that there's no spare tire in there because I will absolutely freak out. I will just drive the car off a cliff and look to hold Saris and Sarandon's hand and see what the fuck happens because if there's no spare tire, what the fuck? Um, but sure, sure enough, I so I, I was like, should I change it? What do I do here? And I had to text my trainer and be like, hey, man, I can't come to the gym, dude. And, and uh, I said, I just woke up and found this. I drove till three in the morning and he's like, no problem. Um, but then he couldn't reschedule me. So I was, then I'm even more pissed because now there's no workout. Like I, because again, I'm, I'm investing a lot of my self-worth in the gym at this point. You know what I mean? Where it's like, at least you're doing that. At least you're fucking, you're, you're feeling good. Your arms are fucking big and you're, you're, you're feeling great about it. Um, but sure enough, I looked at the, at the flat tire and I wasn't even going to look for a spare because I will tell you this, I, I've been through this many times and I've Changed the tire in my in my carport area, and done it on you know my own thing. But also that was in my old car when I knew I had a jack, when I knew I had a spare, and I because I, you know, I remember I had to change a tire in South Central one night when that dude helped me because I was like, hey man, I got it. He's like, let me help you because he knew that I was in trouble because I was like the only white guy for fourteen miles radius. Uh, and you know I've had I but I've had I've had now like nine flat tires just from Ubering. And I've had to go. There's a place in the middle of Hollywood. I think I've told you this story where I got I just my car. I got a flat tire in the middle of Hollywood. at fucking it was 2:45 a.m. And I'm just like, do I have to tow this to my house? Because I mean, I guess I could change it and put the spare on. But like, but I also wanted to keep driving. And so I Google it. And it turns out there's, a, there's like an all night joint in fucking Hollywood, you know, with a fucking uh, sandwich board flat tire. And I think tires people with a Y because they're medieval. Uh, or a plywood with spray paint on it says "car here" or whatever the fuck, and I pulled in and and they got you by the balls. It was seventy bucks to fucking fix my tire. Uh, what, I've and I've been there a couple times. It's so bad. Um, but this time, there's a joint by my house, and it's it's less than a mile away. But I always have to go through that decision where I'm like, all right, am I going to drive this fucking car? Is that what I'm going to do? Do I have to drive this fucking car on this? Am I going to? What if I wreck the rim? And then, and then I got to Google it. And every time I Google it, I read the same websites that are like um, they're like you should, the most you should drive on a flat tire is like 30 miles or whatever. And I'm like, that just that doesn't seem right at all. That seems like a website that's trying to trick you or a tire salesman or a rim guy who's like trying to fool you and drum up business because I can't imagine driving 30 miles on a fucking flat. Uh, but they also say you, uh, or no, it might have been 10 miles, but but they said you can go 30 miles an hour on a flat. That's might be it. I don't know. I'm transposing numbers, but it was whatever it was. It all sounded fucking wrong. Uh, but so and so but I've been reading it. It gives me hope and confidence that I can go less than a mile. So that's what I chose to do. I got in the I got in the old Camry hybrid, the 2017 that we all own, and uh I drove and I put on the flashers like a good gentleman and I pulled out, I turned left. And I and it's it's a very easy, it's just a left and it's up through two lights and then a right and then a left into the shop. Again, it's less than a mile less than a mile away. And uh, but but still, you're driving flat tire. You got the fucking flashers on, and you just wait to hear some grinding noise that you've never heard in your life. Where <laughs> like the, the the soul of fucking Henry Ford comes flying out of your car at some point. Like oh man, come on, don't punish me now, Henry. Go hate the Jews again. Um, but sure. So I pulled in, and and uh, and again, this place it's clockwork. They're they're super kind. You pull in, and all the bays were full. But I go, hey man, I just got a flat tire, and they're like, all right, cool, and they just pull it over. They do that, you know, the bit. I'm sure you've all had it. The, the, the brr, 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 brr. They take the fucking lug nuts off with the guy, the little brr, the the burr machine, and then they uh, they put the the tire in water. Um, uh, a lot of the times, but this time the guy saw the nail right away, so he kind of didn't have to put the tire in water. So he saw the nail and he cranked it out with the fucking pliers, and he showed me. It's a fucking, and it's a I don't know, three inch nail. I don't fucking know. And uh, he takes it in the back and he does it and then he puts the tire on and he looks at me and he goes, hey, uh, so this is the second patch on this tire. So if it happens again, you're definitely going to have to buy a new tire. And guess who didn't tell me that this tire was already patched? Well, the good fine folks over at CarMax neglected to mention that one of these tires was on its last fucking legs uh, and was susceptible to nails. Hey, hey, look, if I knew if I knew this tire was a slut and was going to get nailed over and over, perhaps I would have included some sort of discount in the price. I don't know. Uh, but still, so he's like, Hey man, it's fine now. He goes, but the next time it happens, you can't patch this. You'll have to get a new tire. And, uh, and I said, well, that's okay. I'm 56. I know I will never get a flat tire again. As long as I live (laughs) gets one on the way home, freaks out. Uh, and by the way, I still, it's, this is, uh, this is what five days ago, six days ago? I don't know. And uh, have I checked to see if I have a spare tire in my car? I have not. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm scared. I'm a scared. I don't want to open it up and see a that there is a spare tire and a jack. But then I have to try to smooth out the trunk and like put everything where it's because it looks so beautiful in there now. It's just so pristine. Uh, but now if I have to go in and see if there's a spare, I'm gonna it's gonna pull everything out. And then also, I'm, I'm horrified to find out if there's no spare. And I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what I'll do. I, you know what? I I may just pass right away. I might have the vapors and just pass right away if I have no spare tire. So, uh, so yeah, so I don't know what Uber, what Uber's doing. I don't know if that's the new normal. Cause in my brain I had this plan where I'm like, you know what? If I make a hundred bucks a day doing Uber, that's okay. I can stay afloat, pay my bills, do good, make some, you know, this and start actually working towards some fucking big bills that I have that I need to pay. Please don't come after me. Government, um, you know, I, I so I thought if I could just do this, even even, and because the plan was to like drive during the day, like stream stream on Twitch and then leave immediately and go drive like seven to midnight every night, and I'm like that should be enough to make a hundred bucks, and it's like and I I got to be honest, even the last two times I did, I made fifty six bucks the other night, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I don't I don't know what it will be like going forward. We'll see. I I will do whatever I can, and then that combined with this other ridiculous gig where they expect me to be places at certain times. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I have no idea, man. No idea. Uh, so let me, all right, let me finish this pizza thing. I started this pizza thing last week. I started to tell you uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And my friends make fun of me because there's a pizza place by my house, this place called Gino's. Uh, it's a Chicago pizza place. They make Chicago deep dish pizza, but they also make Chicago tavern cut pizza. And I really like thin cut pizza. And, and, uh, or thin, you know, thin crust tavern cut pizza. And then, but also occasionally, uh, I want a deep dish pizza because it's, it's a reminiscent of Chicago. I do enjoy it. If I'm in Chicago, I don't ever have deep dish pizza unless we go to a place that like specializes in it. Uh, and there's places, you know, just because tavern cut is so much better. That's all what I'm saying. Um, so I, I went to Gino's in, in, in all right. Already, you guys are like, why would you go? Because these we've we've gone to Geno's before, and they've they I think forty percent of the time they get my order right. That's that's my guess, and they're just they're annoying. The guys who work there are just you know they're like they're chicago transplants but they've been here for 45 years so they they don't know what it is and i think i told you the story that lenny and i would joke that we would just walk in there one day and go listen to me we're taking this place over you guys can run it and own it or whatever the fuck but we're gonna run it i'll run front of the house lenny will run back of the house and you will print money for the rest of your lives because we we're from chicago we know what the fuck to do um you know chicago pizza is, is completely different and 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 you know, you know, you know, because they have a kale Caesar salad. I want to punch them every time I see it in the fucking menu. I understand kale is now the the woman everyone wants to date. I get it. Kale is Kale. Used, you know, what Kale used to fucking be. You ever go to the sizzler. They had that fucking, the you know, the salad bar. The kale was tucked in and around the containers for decoration. That's where the fucking kale was. It was never in some thing where you'd ever think to yourself, oh, I should eat this stuff. You know what I should eat? The decorations. Hey, what is that, plastic? Let me chew on that for a fucking while. That's what kale used to be. It It was not even decorative. It just looked like foliage. It fooled you into thinking there was some sort of greenery that was healthy when you were dumping ranch dressing on top of sesame seeds and croutons. You know what I mean? That's all. It was just a fucking bamboozler. But now especially, and look, I've had kale. I bought kale. I put kale in my protein shakes for when I was lifted hard, uh, because I was told it was a good thing. You should do that. Kale is the new guy. Uh, but now, but that's, but again, he gets put in the fucking protein shake. He gets all mulched up with a banana and a blueberry. I don't even know kale's in there. He's like, he's just lurking in the background. He's like this weird interloper. It's like at a porn when there's two people fucking and there's a guy in the doorway watching him jerk off. That's who kale is. I got a banana. And, a, and, a fucking, and blueberries, they're in the bed fucking. And I got kale in the doorway jerking off. I got no problem with that protein shake. I suck it right down. But if I got kale fucking in the, in the bed, that's not going to be a good shake at all. Ugh. And bananas jerking off in the corner, blueberries and kale fucking no thanks. So I avoid it since it's, it's not for me, but they got a kale Caesar. And, and look, man, th- there's, you know, me. I, I'm I'm a giant person. I love food. I'm I'm uh you know a, a fat dude. I'll just say it. Big guy. Whatever you want to fucking say. But I love food and I can romanticize the shit out of it. I mean I can I can tell you about uh, a bowl of soup I ate and I can talk about it for ten minutes and how unbelievably glorious and delicious it was. I used to make homemade chicken soup at, at Pacero's when I worked at the pizza joint. I was in charge of making the soup. And uh, and I would make it and I'd put you know, and I you know what? He had a recipe that he wanted me to follow, but sometimes I put a little more stuff in there. Sometimes I put some extra celery in there, because I like that in my soup. Sometimes I put some extra carrots, because I think yeah, you gotta have a good vegetable ratio. I like it very much. You know what I didn't put in my chicken soup? Fucking kale. <laughs> fucking throw your kale off the fucking bridge, man. Uh, but I so so I'm gonna tell you, there are very few things in the world that are as perfect as a perfect Caesar salad done right you know just just a caesar with the caesar dressing and the croutons a little heavy little anchovy in the background uh which brings a little salt a little umami uh it's just glorious a caesar salad is a beautiful beautiful thing and to, to fucking bastardize it with kale, it's like, I just I just want to fucking clothesline somebody. What are you doing, man? That's like saying, hey, man, you want a wedge salad? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, here's a wedge of kale. <laughs> oh, my Christ. No thanks. Or, if, well, you know, I might as well eat the fucking shoe a wedge or whatever the fuck. No, thank you. I just, I'm not a fan. So whatever, their menu. And look, I'm sure they sell the kale Caesar in Chicago, too. And I'm blaming it on these fucking idiots. But that's still that's something to take up with Geno's. So... And I've, I've told the story before, they ordered green peppers for a beef sandwich, they brought out cold green peppers, and I'm like, no, no, it's fucking sweet peppers, like for the beef or whatever. And then they, they like sauteed them and chopped them into like little squares, and I'm like, you sons of bitches. So now they've actually changed it where you can get sweet peppers, but it is, they're all diced or chopped, like, oh, fucking, what a mistake, what a, and I, and look, I never ordered a beef sandwich at Geno's in Chicago, because I go there for pizza. Uh, but here, you know, because it's close and they got beef sandwiches, they had Chicago dogs all summer and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, if there's a Chicago thing, maybe I'll go ahead and fucking have it because I get a Chicago dog from there. I get a Chicago, uh, Chicago, Chicago. I know I, I, I say them both. I've said Chicago my whole life, uh, but then I mean Chicago guys now, I'll say Chicago. And then when I say Chicago, but it's like, you're not really from there. And I am like, fuck you. Um, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not brain dead. I'm not a bus driver. Uh, look, I don't mean that all bus drivers are fucking brain dead. You know what I mean. People who work in the city, whatever the fuck. Um, but I'll say Nort sometimes and I'll say front room. Um, <laughs> so I I ordered this pizza. You, you, right, I wouldn't have ordered it. All right. But I'm on their mailing list. And then you're like, why? You just leave their mailing list. I, look, you have a lot of questions and I don't have the proper answers. Okay. You're just like my friends. Why does everybody yell at me for fuck's sake? Uh, I, they sent me this email and it says, uh, Hey, guess what? Uh, Tuesday or Monday, I don't even remember what day it was is international, uh, cheese pizza day or, or international cheese day or whatever. Now I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the internet is not a good place to announce international cheese pizza day. I think a lot of you know why some of you may not know why, but cheese pizza, unfortunately has a different meaning in some Internet forums, uh, an unbelievably terrifying meaning, quite frankly. And it became a meme and it became a joke. Uh, mods are asleep. Where's cheese pizza? Uh, and I will just tell you this. Um, if you're wondering what it is, like you you, you're, you, might not be. You might be like, don't even tell me, Mike. I won't tell you. But I will tell you this. If you're wondering what cheese pizza means, sometimes online, uh, think of the first letters of each word. And maybe then you can put your thinking caps on, and realize what disgusting and horrible fucking people would want when they ask for cheese pizza on the internet. There you go. Take that and run with it. And I should I shouldn't even talk about it, because now it's going to be like Rocket Pizza or whatever the fuck where they thought they had the the kids you know getting milked for adrenochrome in the basement and the guy showed up with a fucking assault rifle. So I it's just. So to send out an email that said international cheese pizza day made me laugh. I'm like, I don't know if you guys, cause it just, it really betrayed how stupid they were. I'm like, you guys are dumb. Like you don't even, how do you not even know this is a thing? Um, but also, you know why? Here's why though, truthfully, because they're good people, you know, just, just because I've been in terrible, you know, corners of the internet and I happen to know what these assholes are talking about. And you just fucking run away. You're like, oh, fuck off. Just these people who should be put to death, quite frankly. But, um. But just because I, I'm terminally online, uh, uh, I don't know, really just incredibly online. It's They're grown ups, They're grown people. They don't have an idea. They, hey, it's International Cheese Pizza Day. And like, you know, four kids in the back of the class laugh. And they're like, what's funny? Nothing. <laughs> I'm one of those assholes. Um, they shouldn't know what International Cheese Pizza Day <laughs> means, quite frankly. It's, you know what? It should mean International Cheese Pizza Day. Everybody likes cheese pizza. Shouldn't mean the rest of oh, these other assholes and their bullshit fucking abbreviations and whatever. Alright, so. Uh, but when it was at International Cheese Pizza Day, it was only twenty bucks for like a large tavern cut cheese. And then twenty bucks for a large deep dish cheese. And I was like, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Because normally they're twenty-eight bucks. Uh or no, cheap well, cheese pizzas are like twenty-five bucks. And then you get fucking sausage and green pepper or extra cheese, whatever the fuck you want to throw on there. Um but I, but I was like, all right, you know what? I can get a a, a a pizza for 20 bucks. That'd be good. Why not? I'll get myself a cheese, a tavern cut cheese pizza. Sounds like a delight. Uh, or I could get a, ta- you know, then I thought to myself, what if I got a deep dish pizza because it's 20, the toppings then aren't going to be really extra because you're saving money on the actual pizza. Oh my God, look at me scheming. Uh, so that's the route I went. I bought myself a, uh, a deep dish cheese and sausage and extra cheese pizza. That's what I wanted. So I called him up and, uh, I get a guy on the phone. I won't say his name in case somehow you call there. And, uh, he's like, Hey, what can I get you? And I said, well, I've been told that it's international cheese pizza day. And he goes, uh, how did you hear that? I said, excuse me? He goes, how did you hear that? Like, where did you hear that? I said, I don't, I don't know. I got an email from you guys. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you got the email. I go, Why? He goes, well, if someone was just calling to say that they heard that it was International Cheese Pizza Day, they can't get the deal. Like, they have to say they got it from the email. And I said, you do know that I could call five of my friends and tell them all that that it's International Cheese Pizza Day and they got an email, right? I mean, you're aware of that. And he goes, well, I'm just saying that, you know, we've got to make sure that people are are seeing the email and calling up. I don't want people just calling up and trying to get a deal without being part of the, you know, the special group that we had. I'm like, oh, my God, a special group. Oh, Jesus, your email list is not a special group. You've harvested people's fucking emails every time they buy a pizza. And now they're part of a special group. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? So uh, I was like, all right, man, that's fine. Uh, So I just want to I want a deep dish pizza. Uh, and I want uh, sausage and I want extra cheese. He goes, great. And he gave me a name and he said, it's 45 minutes. And I said, here's this great. I'll be there. I'll pick it up, hang up. And then I, it dawned on me that, uh, you know, they have several different kinds of sausage at this place. For me, if you order a sausage, deep dish pizza, you should automatically get patty sausage. It's a round disc made of sausage that goes all the way around the, the interior of the pizza. And it's it covers the whole surface of the pizza, whereas if you get crumble sausage, that's where you can pick up like uh, almost like ground beef type sausage. You know what I mean? And you pull off, you know, wads of it and you put it all over the pizza. That sort of thing. What you get? That's what you get in your standard sausage pizza. But patty sausage is a special sausage that you get with the deep dish pizza. It covers the whole surface of the pizza, and then the more cheese goes on top of it. And also, if you get extra cheese, you know, that's that's that. So. I think automatically if you order a deep dish, they should know you want patty sausage. You know why? Because I'm from fucking Chicago. That's that's it. It's a Chicago pizza place, but the patty sausage on the fucking pizza. What are you doing? But in the past, they've had the, they've asked me crumbled or patty, and I'm like I'm fucking patty. Like what are you? Where are you from? So I hang up the phone, and then I think to myself, he didn't even ask me crumble or patty. And then in my brain, I go, well, you know what? They probably wised up. They realized that with a deep dish, you just get patty sausage. Uh, maybe someone from Chicago set him straight. And then in my brain, I went, or that guy is just a fucking goof and he didn't ask me. And who and who knows? And now I'm at the mercy of this guy uh, who's already, you know, Inspector Gadget with the fucking emails. Let me ask you this. You asked me five prying questions about where I got my fucking international cheese pizza information, but yet you don't try to identify what kind of sausage I want with my pizza. What kind of pizza detective do you hope to be? Uh, so sure enough, I... I call him. I call him back. And I, I mean, I call him back in a minute, in 60 seconds. I call him back because it dawns on me. I'm like, oh, right, you know, fuck. Maybe they just automatically put the patty on. Uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and pick it up. And I go, fuck that. You're going to trust this guy who just gave you the fucking the, the weird interrogation over where you get your god information from. This guy gave me the third degree with a light bulb in my face. So I call him back, literally 60 seconds later. And uh, he answers the phone and gives me his spiel. And by the way, I should tell you, this guy has personality. It was like calling myself. Uh, hey, thanks for calling Gino's East. This is Mike. What can I get you tonight? Like that kind of thing. Instead of just going, Gino's going to help you. you know, he, He's that guy. He's me. You know, He's got he's to make a production out of it. Uh, his name was not Mike, but I'll, I'll, he's Mike for our purposes. So I call him right back. And I get the same thing. Hey, Gino's East Pizza of Chicago on Riverside. This is Mike. What can I help you with? I said, uh, you know, I go, Mike, it's Mike. He goes, hi. And I, go, I just called you. He goes, okay. I said, I ordered a deep dish with extra cheese and sausage, and I want to make sure that it's patty sausage on that pizza. And he goes, okay. He goes, yeah, I can make a note of that for sure. I go, so I go, does it automatically come with patty sausage because it's deep dish? He goes, no, no. He goes, we, you know, we need to know which one you want. And I did not have the heart to go, well, you didn't fucking ask me. Uh, but that was that I said, okay, great. But I just want to make sure that it is patty sausage on a a deep dish. So it's patty sausage and extra cheese. He goes, patty sausage, extra. Okay. And and I hear like clicking of keystrokes, a pen, you know, whatever the fuck, light bulb above his head. He goes, great. Took care of it. I go, fantastic. 45 minutes, 45 minutes goes by. I get in the car and I look, I don't show up right at 45 minutes because I don't want to be that guy. I give him a little berth. I give him a little wide berth there on either side in case there's a hassle in the kitchen. Uh, I walk in the door and I go, hey, what's happening, Mike? How are you? And I goes, I'm Mike. I'm here to pick up a pizza. And he goes, oh, yeah, Mike Schmidt. And I go, yes. And uh, he goes, OK. And he pulls it out and um, he hands me the pizza and I open it. OK, and it's there's another thing that Gino's they don't cut your pizza. OK they they have it right on the box they're like if we cut the pizza that means the sauce and the cheese might ooze out before you get home and we don't want to take that risk and in the past i've just gone cut my pizza all right i'm i'm literally 2 miles from my house cut the fucking pizza but i've i'm so tired of asking them to do it I, and like i've only asked them 3 times or whatever the fuck but still it's enough to where i just in my brain i'm exhausted i'm just like why are you going to do it? just go home and cut your pizza it's fine cuz my like Lenny'll me, he's like you you, you order from them, but then you also, you make all these requests, and I'm like, what requests cut my pizza? It's a fucking pizza place. I'm, I, I gotta I be honest, man. I, uh, may, maybe I'm wrong about a lot of shit, but I'm getting tired of being told that I'm wrong about a lot of shit. Uh, like, I, I I'll tell you another thing later, but like, I'll, and and it's always Lenny, because Lenny's like, he's the, he's the voice of reason, but I'm like, he, because he laughed at me for even ordering from them. He's like, what are you doing, man? And I go, I, I know, I know. Uh, he goes, you just love torture. And I go, I don't really. I just, I love Chicago pizza. So I was like, it was just by my house. What the fuck? So, you know, and, and also a Chicago deep dish pizza, the sauce is on top. So it's like, and it's hot. I open it up. It is fucking scalding hot. I can feel it, which is great. Uh, so, and I, you know, I take care of the money and whatever the fuck. And, and I'm like, you know, do I have any, I the, what was it? A deal? Cause they're on a points thing. And I get, do I get points? He goes, yeah, it'll go right on, whatever. So I leave, I go home. And, uh, you know, put it on the countertop, get out the old pizza cutter, got to whack it up, fucking cut it into six slices, scoop a couple of slices off, put them on a paper plate, go sit on the fucking couch, and uh, I pick it up, and I bite into it, and it's got crumbled sausage. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. When I picked up the pizza, he handed it to me, and I opened it up, and it was fine. I said, it's got scalding hot. It's got the sauce on the top. And I closed it, and it had a receipt on the box with my name on it, and it said, Crumbled Sausage Extra Cheese. And I looked at the receipt, and I didn't say anything because before I could say anything, he went, oh, hey, ignore that receipt. Don't worry about it. He goes, I went into the kitchen. I told him patty sausage. I took care of it. I said, great, Mike. I appreciate that. And then I got home, and I cut it up, And, uh, crumbled sausage on the pizza. And I, 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 you may have even heard the sigh that I let out because again, it was, why am I going there? Why does this always happen? And and some of you might be like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Sausage is sausage. You're right. It is crumbled sausage is delicious on a tavern cut pizza, crumbled sausage on a deep dish pizza is a jip because the actual patty sausage covers the entire surface of the pizza. So you, my friend, get sausage in every bite. But crumbled sausage, it's just, it's it's willy-nilly. It's just kind of all over the joint. It's just, it's like a, you know, like Morse code. You know what I mean? Dot, dot, dash, dot, 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 dash, dash of sausage. But, uh, you know, patty, it's right there. It's just like an anvil. It's sitting right on top of the fucking pizza under the sauce. And I, I fucking crumpled sausage and I just, just like, <sighs> and in my brain, I'm like, you know, let this go. Cause what am I going to do? I'm like, first of all, I'm not going back cause it's 45 minutes to make a deep dish fucking pizza and I'm not going back. I, I just, you know, I'm like, I can make do with this. But then I was like, you know what? This fucking guy, he, 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 he. Fucking put me through the ringer on the goddamn email thing. And then the receipt said crumbled sausage. And he assured me before I even asked him, he goes, ignore that receipt. Because I went into the kitchen and I made sure that it was it was going to be this uh, patty sausage. But I said, great, man. Thanks, dude. And then my friends are like, why didn't you check? And I said, I opened the box. I checked the pizza. They go, well, you didn't check for sausage? I go, well, I'm not going to poke my fingers into the sauce and start looking for try At some point, you got to trust your vendor, right? Don't you? You got to go. He tells me. I believe him. I can't just. And again, I hate the fucking place and I don't trust him as far as I can spit. But at the same time, I'm not going to punch my fist into the center of my pizza and go, you fucking ruined this. You know what I mean? I. Can't, and it's all scalding hot too. I'm gonna get third degree burns because of his fucking mistake. So I got home, chopped it up, call, and I'm like, I gotta call him. I can't, I just, the, the dude does not abide. The dude does not abide. Goddamn crumbled instead of Patty, especially after being told unsolicited, don't worry about that. I took care of the fucking Patty. And I, so I called him, I, I called the fucking phone number and he picks Hey, what's going on? This is Mike at Gino's. What can I help you with? I said, hey, Mike, it's Mike. And he goes, hi. I go, I was just in there and I picked up a pizza. And he goes, is this Mike Schmidt? I go, it is. Uh, I said, I uh, picked up this pizza and I got home and I cut it. and I grabbed a piece. Crumbled sausage. And he goes, oh. Oh, man, really? I said, yeah. And, you know, the receipt says crumbled sausage, but you said... You went into the kitchen and you straightened out with them. And he goes, I, I'm telling you that I did. And I go, well, guess what? <laughs> Someone in the kitchen either ignored you or forgot. I go, because I have a pizza here with crumbled sausage. Now, what am I expecting out of this? I'm sure you're asking me. I, I don't know. Quite, quite frankly, what I thought they were going to do is go, you know what, man? That pizza's on us. Because if I owned a pizza place, I would say that pizza's on us, especially when I made the stupid fucking mistake of telling you, hey, by the way, we did not make the mistake you think we made. Despite what the receipt says, I took care of it personally. And if I'm a game show host who answers the fucking phone, well, I'm, I'm probably giving shit away free all day anyway. So why the fuck wouldn't you just go, you know what, man, we'll comp you. And also, you can see, because they had he checked my email, and obviously I'm in the super secret club, you know I've been coming to this fucking joint. I shouldn't. I should never fucking come in there again. So you should just go, you know what, man, it's yours. Because, again, in Chicago, we did it all the fucking time. And by all the time, the I mean the two or three times a week we made a mistake. Because it was just part of it was the cost of doing business. It's what you did, and it's also a way to keep your customers, because you go, "Hey man, we fucked that up. Sorry man, take it." Um, so I, in my brain, and my, I was thinking, "Well, they're just gonna comp this pizza," and look at me. I've turned International Cheese Pizza Day, International Free Pizza Day. Uh Mike goes, "Well, I yeah, boy, that's oh, man, that's that's not good. I, I yeah, I, I guess I'm sorry about that." I guess, I guess I'm sorry. I heard him say it. And I go, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I don't know. Look, man, I'm not coming back. I go, and it takes 45 minutes to to make a deep dish pizza. He goes, no, no, I understand. You know, I can, uh he's he I'll tell you what. I, I, you know, I can give you a gift card. And, uh, and I was like, okay. I go, uh, do you have the amount of the, like what the pizza was there? And he goes, well, no, no, I'll give you a gift card for $10. And I said, well, excuse me? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I, you know, because, you know, you still got the pizza and you got sausage, but you didn't get the patty sausage. It's just, it's, it's, it is our mistake, but this way it covers, you know, like, cause it is, it was a $20 pizza, even though you get your top. So this covers half the pizza. So it's, it kind of works out for you because, you know, I give you this gift card for $10 and you can use it the next time you come in. And I said, what if I don't want to come in again, Mike? He goes, well, I, this is what I can offer you. I can give you a $10 gift card. So you know, if you, if you want to, I can, if you want to come pick it up tonight and I go, I'm not coming back there tonight. He goes, well, I can just, you know, I can just throw it in the drawer here and you can pick it up whenever you want. So I'll just put your name on it and he goes, it was, uh, what was your name? Uh, oh. and I go, um, I go, Well, do you have the receipt there or just, I go, it's, it's Mike Schmidt. And he goes, oh yeah, Mike Schmidt. That's right. I've talked to you a couple times. And he goes, I remember it cause it's a generic name. And I said, excuse me? He goes, yeah, it's, just, it's a generic name, so I should have remembered it right away. I, I I can't believe I didn't. So let me write this down. Mike, I'll write it on the card for you. Schmidt. And then I'll just put it in the drawer, and you can kind of pick it up whenever you want. I go, let me just clarify something real quick before we move forward with this. Uh, my name is a generic name to you. Is that what you're telling me? He goes, well, yeah. You know, Mike. You know, uh, Mike, a ton of guys named Mike and, and Schmidt. I know people named Schmidt, so... Uh, Mike Schmidt, it's just, yeah, he put it together. It's generic. I said, great. So leave the card there in the drawer and I'll just pick it up whenever. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. I'll just, I'll just write it here. I'll put the date. You can come get it whenever you want. I said, thanks. Um, because what I wanted to do was I wanted to fucking reach through the phone and strangle him to death because who the fuck are you to tell me I have a generic fucking name? And, and I also, look, this kid wasn't dumb. And by kid, I mean, he was a 35-year-old man. He knew what he was doing. You know, you, I can, all day long, I can pretend that he was dumb and he didn't know my name and he just said the dumb thing. No, no, he he did it because I had introduced myself like four different times. Whenever I called, I said, hey, Mike, it's Mike. Hey, Mike, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. And when I got there, hey, Mike, it's me, Mike Schmidt. How are you? Like he had said my name five or six different times. And he knew exactly what he was doing. He he He... He took a swipe. It was and and I, and it was one of those deals where in my brain I'm like, all right, what do I do here? What do I do? Well, am I gonna talk to a manager and go, hey, uh, this guy insulted me by saying my name was generic? Because then everybody looks at you like you're a fucking twist. You know what I mean? Like you're a fucking banana head. You know? Oh, oh, oh it hurt you because it, what kind of a narcissist are you that your name is? You know what I mean? Like. It's just stupid to make a hassle over and you're not going to kick and scream. You're not going to fucking yell. You're not going to. But, but I, but boy, I wanted to hold on something fell on my desk. I wanted to, I just wanted to fucking, I want, because I wanted to go there and just, and shout in his face. Like, you know what it is? It's a Chicago pizza place that doesn't serve Chicagoans. You know what they need? They need some fucking Chicagoans in there. Chicagoans, not Chicagoans. I'm a Chicagoan. They need some fucking Chicagoans. The, The aforementioned bus driver needs to roll in there and just clunk some fucking heads together. Because fuck you and your and your bullshit, Jesus Christ! Because in because in the city, like in Chicago, there's so many fucking Chicago pizza places. It's all clearly by definition if they're in Chicago, they're Chicago pizza places. But there's there's a everybody's got a favorite. You know what I mean? I, I, When I grew up, I used to eat at Grumpy's, and there's Risati's, and there's, uh, you know, fucking Giordano's, and fucking little Malnati's. You know, there's the big chains but everybody knows, Malnati's, and Gino's, and, and Giordano's. But then, like I said, there was a Grumpy's by my house, and their pizza was fucking amazing. Their Grumpy's, the thin crust Grumpy special was fucking so good, and they would they would get a little char, like a little brown on the crust. Man, it was good. Uh, and then there was little, little Italian. That was another place. They made, they made double dough. It wasn't deep dish, which is that, you know, like pan in deep dish. Chicago pizza, but fucking, they made double dough, which was essentially like two, twice the amount of dough for your pizza, like a thin crust. So it was a little puffed up, thicker crust band, dude. it's a little Italian, you know, there's tons of fucking pizza places. So in Chicago, they want to keep your fucking business. You know, they're, they're not going to act and they're also not going to treat you like a jerk where it's like you, you, you know, oh, 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 your name. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so concerned about your fucking name. You know what I mean? Whatever. But, but here these two guys in their salmon shirts and their fucking screenwriting pasts, you know what I mean? They think all Chicago is is hey, look, I got a sixteen-inch softball. Remember that? Remember Ray Rayner and Sven Ghuli? Ha ha! We all went to Chicago, right? It was great. Uh, and then they hire a bunch of actors who don't know the fucking first thing about Chicago, which is why I said when Lenny and I should just go in there and go, you know what? Fuck this, and we're gonna we're gonna find a bunch of idiots and we're gonna stock this fucking place with Chicago people who know what fucking know how to pronounce Jardineir. Uh <laughs> so. Uh, And boy, and you know what? I should have looked at that as a career because I'm making $50 a night driving people around in my car. What a fucking tool bag I've become. Jesus. So there you go. That finishes what the fuck I did last week. And so then I tell my friends because, uh, you know, I text they, te- I forget what happened. It was a text about literally about getting a pizza. And I was like, Oh, you're not gonna believe what I did tonight. And they're like, you did not go to fucking Geno's." all my poker, the poker guys I play with, you know, Pat and cause they all went the first night. Me and cause Gil Martin is like, this is fucking awful. Uh, all the Chicago dudes went when they had the soft open and we were just like, this is a mess. I hope they fix it. And, uh, you know, and like I said, 40% of the time it's been great. 40% of the time it works a hundred percent of the time. Uh, they, you know, I I, I can, let's put it this way. They're so hit and miss, I can still remember, like, a gr- when I had a great one. Like, I, I brought pizza to Pat's once, when the pandemic was going on. And we ate out on the patio. And you could do a cheese pull that was, like, fucking, it looked like it was, like, 30 inches. It was fucking amazing. It was a size, like, even longer than a ruler, you know, or not, not 30 inches as long. What's it, How long is a ruler? 12 inches? So, uh, more like, 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 15 inches. Like, a little Because I was thinking of, yeah, because that would be. Two and a half rulers. No, I'm not even that tall. Why would I reach? Why would I do a cheese pull that big? What am I filming a commercial? What the fuck? Um, But it was like a ruler, like a 12 inch cheese pull, whatever the fuck. I was like, wow, because it was hot, and I was trying to get it to snap, and it wouldn't. I kept just lifting it to see how far it would go, and uh, you know, it might have been, it might have been a little longer than a ruler, ruler and a half, maybe, about 18 inches. You know, we should have gotten, we should have gotten a couple rulers out there to measure the cheese pull. But in the pandemic, we had to stay far away from one another, so we couldn't possibly get that close. Uh, (laughs) Jesus, so. So for the people who wrote me and said, Hey man, what happened at the pizza place? There you go. That's what happened at the pizza place. And I didn't lose my mind. I didn't fucking start yelling and go, what the fuck? Oh my God. I can't believe you guys did this or whatever. I I didn't do any of that shit because what am I going to do? What are you, what are you going to do? I'm, I've, I've hit the wall in life where, uh, you, you can't, nobody, nobody cares, man. But, but I will tell you this. I went, I want to. I had to go to orientation and I was down on, on the other side of, uh, I was down near the beach. And so I was coming home and there's a place that I always wanted to eat in Culver City. It's a place called Ms. Cheese. And it's a uh, cheese, C-H-I apostrophe S. Might be Ms. Chai's, but Ms. Chai's or Ms. Cheese. I think it's Chi. And uh, it's Shirley Chung who was on Top Chef. She was on Top Chef. She was on Iron Chef Masters, I think. She's She's just, and also she's just, her personality is fucking awesome. Like when you see her, you're like, I, I love this woman. She's so f- fun and it, her food always looks delicious. And this is not like a full blown, you know, pay a ton of dough for Chinese food type of joint, but it's just a, I had read about it cause she was serving. There's a dish that she won with on top chef called a cheeseburger pot sticker. And, uh, and she served them on top chef and she won her competition that day. It was named the dish of the, of the competition that week. And then she started serving it in this restaurant. And I've always known it was there, but I, I just happened to be near Culver City. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go. So I went this week. And, you know, I sat down and, and wasn't busy at all. It was me and one other woman in there for lunch. And the waitress came over and her name was Michelle. And uh, she was she just went, hey, what can I help you with? And, you know, do you want some water? She's very kind. And I said, you know what? My first time here, what do I have to have? And she's, I said, I, I know I'm getting the cheeseburger pot stickers because clearly that's, and she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's the first thing I was to suggest. And then we talked, we went back and forth. I said, I was thinking of this. And she's like, you know what? If you're going to get that, get this instead. Like she, I was going to get, there's the there was a dry noodle. It, it was almost like a dry ramen soup, but no broth. And it had wontons in with noodles. And I was excited about that. And I shouldn't be eating noodles. I know get off my back. But I was like, all right, well, that sounds good. Uh, and, the, and she's like, well, if you're going to get that, you should get the chili oil wontons. And I like chili oil a lot, but I was a little worried because sometimes chili oil can be too much uh, and it burns your palate out for the rest of the food. Uh, and then there was like a, a lunch plate that was like a pork cutlet with a pork ragu over jasmine rice with with vegetables with like spinach and broccoli and and I was like you know it sounds good whatever she was very kind and we talked back and forth and she suggested this she suggested that and they brought the food out and sure enough they brought the wontons out the chili oil and I ate like three of them there was eight and by the third one you're all you're eating is texture you know there was the chili oil was so overwhelmingly and also vinegary super vinegary so I was like yeah so I kind of put them to the side and then you know I I ate my lunch bowl. It was delicious. Everything was everything was great. The wontons were even great. But by the third one, like I said, you can't eat any more of them. So she came over and she was very attentive. Water, whatever the fuck. And she came over and she's like, hey, um, she's like, you know, you need anything else? What what'd you think? What'd you think of what I asked? And I said, well, I'll be honest. I said, I. I I kind of wish I would have tried the noodles. I said the wontons are great and I just told her what I told you. I said by the, th- you know, I've, as you can see, I just ate 3 because they burn out your palate for the rest of the food that's to come because the chili oil is pretty pretty chili heavy and also there's a lot of vinegar that was even more it made it a little almost even sour. She's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry about that." I go, "No, I go they're delicious. It's just you can't eat them if you're going to eat anything else." She goes, "No, I totally understand." Uh, I shouldn't have steered you wrong. Yeah, the noodles, she goes they're very good. But she goes, this is just one of my favorites. But I wanted to, you know, if you wanted to try, I go, no, please. You're very kind and it's super delicious. Everything was really good. And then she brought the check and uh, she had taken the wontons off the check. And uh, she goes, you know what? That was because that's on me. That was my recommendation to you. And because, you know, you didn't like it, I'm not going to charge you for it. I certainly am not going to I'm not going to make you pay. I said, you do not have to do that. It's, it's very kind. She goes, no, because she didn't. Here's the thing. She didn't ask me if I she should. She didn't go, hmm, how can I satisfy? She just did it. She just fucking did it. You know why? Because if you empower your staff to make decisions like that, then the staff feels empowered and they go ahead and they make suggestions and they're willing to live and die with whatever they suggest to people. And also because everything there was super good. So she knows that whatever she suggests is, is really going to nail it. Uh, it just so happened that I, you know, this particular thing, it wasn't for me. And she took it right off the check, and I said, "Wow!" I go, "I go, you know, you really don't have to do that." She's like, "No, no, it was my suggestion." And I'm glad you loved everything else, but that, you know, clearly I'm not going to charge you if it's something you didn't like. And uh, I said, "Okay, can I get containers for this because there was a lot of food and I had to put it away?" And she came back, and I said, "Hey, is there? Are you the manager person?" And she's like, "No." And I go, "Is there a manager on duty?" She goes, "You know what? Jimmy's our manager, but he's he's not here. He left, but he should be back shortly." I said, "Okay." I go, um, "I go, can you send him over when he shows up?" She goes, "Sure." And she walked away. And then I felt like I should just tell her what I'm doing here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because now I've got her, you know, she, she recommended something I didn't like. And now I ask for a manager. I, I had hoped that my politeness was carrying the day and our rapport and my personality was working. Um, but you know, you're, it's dead in the restaurant and she probably thinks this one guy. And I, so I decided to think I was like a dick, but I was like, all right, but she didn't come back over. And then the manager showed up. And she's, he's like, Hi, I'm Jimmy. And I go, Hey, I go, look. I go, the food was delicious, but she is incredible. I go, Michelle just did an amazing job. And he goes, I know. He goes, If I could clone her, I would. I go, Well, I go, especially after the pandemic with, with the problems people have finding servers, I go, I I don't know what else she has. I go, But you should lock her up to whatever a, a contract is for this. He goes, She's been here four years. I go, Well, keep her because boy, oh boy, she was through. She, she recommended a dish. And it wasn't for me, and she took it off, and she didn't need to do that. I was more than willing to pay. I said, and and she recommended a couple other dishes, and and uh, he goes, well, and again, whatever. It, but I had to tell him. I go, she was so good. I go, and also, and we we had a conversation, and I said, listen, man, you know, you're it's dead in here for lunch. There was one other customer. It could be very easy for her to just mail it in. You know what I mean, and just go, ah, oh, whatever, and you know, clean a glass or be on her phone. But she came over to my table like six times. She asked what I liked. She asked what I didn't like. She recommended something. I mean, she was she was engaged. You know, she and and also, please know that if you're a server who's not engaged, I'm not shaming you in any way. I I recognize there's now this thing where you know people work jobs and then they go, why the fuck am I working this shitty job for no money? I understand that, and so if you don't want to be Uh, Mike the game show host at the pizza place on the phone or you don't want to be Michelle the very engaging waitress I had at Ms. Cheese I understand those things everybody gets through like I, I just saw there was a big controversy because a guy went into Rite Aid and someone was sitting down when they worked the register and the customer was mad he was like, I, you know, th- put an effort in. You got to put, you got to stand up. What are you doing here? I don't understand why you wouldn't greet a customer, why you wouldn't say hi. Or, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, ass fuck? These people are working for minimum fucking wage, and they got to stand up now. Now it's not bad enough that they're there, chained to a register to fucking give you your antihistamines, but now they've got to be in pain while they fucking do it, or not even in pain, but just inconvenienced. It's not enough for you that they went ahead and bagged your stuff and then handed it to you. Jesus, what do you expect? A fucking hand job for minimum wage? Get the fuck out of here. I get that completely. So I've 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 tried not to be judgmental about service and things like that because I recognize that the world is changing. Everyone views these jobs as starter gigs. I mean, if you go to one nicer restaurant, clearly the, the wait staff is much different because they are invested and engaged. Um, but if you're just working at like a fast food joint or a Shake Shack or a burger joint or whatever the fuck, you're just, you know what you are? You're pushing buttons, you're taking money, you're handing burgers out. That's it. You don't... You, you can be, just don't be unpleasant and don't be a jerk. Just do your fucking job and that's fine. Um, you know, but if you tell me my name is fucking generic, I'm going to fucking look at you askance. That's definitely going to fucking happen. And I, believe me, I know these are grandpa rants. There is nothing more grandpa ranty than me telling you this guy, I'll tell you what he said about my name. I, you know, because I, I, Maybe, you know it's funny. I'm, now I'm talking to myself, and I'm, maybe he wasn't wrong. But fuck that, he was wrong. You don't say that shit because he did it, he did it on purpose. I know he fucking did it on purpose, and I know that sounds all paranoid too. Like Mike, what do you think that he would do it on purpose? Whatever, I don't fucking know. Ignore me. I'm talking to myself out of my own opinions now. But she was incredibly cool, and she came over like five, six times, engaged me, recommended a dish, took it off the menu when I didn't like it, and uh, so he and I talked about it. She was great, and uh, and when I got the you know I got the check, and uh, and I just which I and this is standard. And I think you should do it all the time. Uh, but I was especially happy to do it with her. Uh, if, a, if a server takes a dish off, uh, the price of that dish just goes into the tip. Um, you know, because I've, look, I've met people who subtract the tax from the total before they figure out the tip. I've met people who leave a standard 10%. Uh, I've met, you know, generous people who go a standard 25%. And I'm I'm much more like that. I mean I've I've been to dinner with people and then looked at the tip they left if they bought or whatever and I would you know, I'll throw another ten or twenty on the table. I mean, just because. And so she she I tipped the standard, you know, twenty to twenty five percent, whatever the fuck that I I don't wanna get yelled at, but I mean that I would on the dish on the on the check anyway. And then I also threw in the amount of the of the thing that she took off, the entree. And uh you know, and then she looked at the check and she looked at me and she was like, Thank you. Like, that's thank you very much. And I was like, No, thank you. I mean you earned it. You're you're so cool. Um and then she's like, Get out of here with your generic ass. What what the hell? How dare you? Um Yeah, I, I don't and look, I didn't plan for this to be a show about service. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Um I didn't plan it for be to be a show about anything. You know. I, I because again, now as I look at the, oh Jesus Christ, it's fucking two thirty. Oh boy, I have to be up at seven forty-five, and I have, uh, <laughs> I have at least, at least an eleven-hour day tomorrow. Um, I don't, I don't know, and it's and it's it's my uh, first day. <laughs> I've done I've done three different orientation sessions for this gig and and now this will be my first uh day and it's 11 hours and I I don't know I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm worried. I won't lie. I'm worried. I haven't worked a job with a with a crew and a boss in a real long fucking time. Uh and and add in the 11 hours and there is a physicality to the gig. I don't know what it's going to be like. And I'm I'm in my brain hoping I hold up physically. That's, that's a real thing. Like, you know, I, I, I feel, I, I don't think I sh- it should be a problem. I mean, the, 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 the segments of the gig I can do, but just 11 hours, uh, essentially on your feet the entire time. I'm not at right. Aid sitting sit a chair behind a register. <laughs> uh, we'll see. So I, I don't know how it's going to go, but, but I'll tell you what, I didn't do myself any favors uh, by giving myself five hours of sleep the night before, that's probably going to be bad. Uh, and I'll sleep. And also I work Sunday and, and so, and it's back to back and uh, we'll see, like, it's one of those deals where I'm like, well, I'm sure I'll just grow into it. I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, the, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And and I could also be completely off here. It could be something different than what I'm thinking, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, I think the next two days, like are gonna are gonna be uh, rough, <laughs> my own fault, uh, and you guys know you know you guys out there work gigs. Our but although our buddy Detroit Dave now is on strike, he's an auto worker, and, and good for him, and and solidarity from SAG and and the Writers Guild with the people over there striking for the for the United Auto Workers, and we would have had solidarity with UPS. If they didn't wrap up their deal, hope and hopefully the auto workers can can get these guys to the table and get the stuff that they deserve. I hope. Same thing with SAG and, and the Writers Guild. Hopefully, at some point, these guys come to their fucking senses and quit trying to break these unions. Because I, I think the more they try, you know, I the more they try with the UAW, the more they're trying with SAG and, and the Writers Guild. Like, and it's empowering other workers in other areas, too, where they're seeing these people having solidarity and not breaking and then... You know, in the court of public opinion, these people have been tried and they've lost already, like the the producers and stuff like that. And I think the big auto people, I, there was this fucking woman from Ford gave an interview and she made thirty four million dollars last year. And she's trying to talk about, well, we have a very competitive package. And it's like, man, fuck off. How dare you? You make thirty four million dollars last year and you won't give these people a raise. And then she'll say stuff like we have, uh, you know, we've made good profits and we have a competitive. Well, Why have you made these profits? Because these people build the cars. Why, why don't you I tell you what? Why don't you put on some comfortable shoes, ditch your heels, get some comfortable shoes on, and go down there and weld? How about that? Would you like to go weld, Miss Ford, CEO person, or whoever the fuck your name is? Ridiculous. Um, and I and I I can only hope. You know, I, it it seems to be changing. I seem to be seeing things happening in, in where where people are understanding that labor has some power. But I don't know. You know, we'll see. It's very important that. The UAW and SAG and, and WGA, if they if they can somehow get the deals that they're looking for or, or even get these people to negotiate and compromise, because that's the thing here. The SAG, they they won't even fucking sit down. And I know the the auto workers for I think it was for 60 days or something or maybe even six weeks. They had their demands were set out there and they the auto people waited until the last week to give some weak counter proposal and basically dared them to leave. And they did. They're gone and you know everybody's they i guess they're thinking what it's cuz it's going to be cold out or it's gonna, christmas is coming and they they're, they're going to break these people easy and they're not you know it takes a tough motherfucker to be building cars and and you know it's so funny this 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 country I always hear salt of the earth blue collar people and they're like, oh yeah, we're being ignored. Well now these are blue collar people who build cars and support them in their union because I've already seen backlash from people and it's like I and, and that can all be phony. Social media is phony. We know this. Everything's fake. Everything out there is fake. This podcast is fake. This doesn't even exist. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> um all right, I'll tell you what. Uh I gotta get to bed. Or what, should I tell you about Yeah, I'll tell you this real quick, you know, um, because I I said I would and I have to. I did the Go Fact Yourself show with J. Keith Van Stratton, and uh, it was at this place called the Center of Inquiry. It was a show live taping. It comes out in the beginning of October. It'll be out. He'll put it out as a podcast. so You'll be able to hear it then. Like I said, they cut a bunch of it. I've been told by my friend Jim, who works there. I don't know what they'll cut. Like I said, they better not cut me because I was a fucking genius. Um, But man, did I have a good time. And and you know Jay Keith is a great host Nicole was a wonderful co-host But dude uh, I was supposed to play Against an actress I forget her name The first girl First woman I was supposed to play against But she pulled out So they hired another girl Named Anna Camp Woman Named Anna Camp Another actress And uh, I don't know These You know I don't know these people uh, But I do know Like I'm nobody Alright I, I. You guys are very kind And you like what I have to say But nobody else who knows the fuck I am So so Anna, Anna Camp has like, I think, 150,000 Twitter followers and the other actress did, too. And so these people are not Anna Camp. I think it was in Pitch Perfect. Uh, and she's been in she's been in a bunch of movies where she's she's a star. I mean, she's you know, she's a working actress who has a fan base. It's great. People came to the show to see her and take photos with her. It was lovely. Uh, but when I went upstairs and I met her, uh, it was one of those moments where you you. You talk to somebody and in your brain, you just go, oh, oh, this is what a star is. Whether Anna Camp is a star or not in, in name only or in, in performance or her roles, I don't know. But I do know that she was one of the most magnetic and charismatic people I've ever met. And just looking into her eyes and shaking her hand and then, and you know, she used, my, and again, it was all this thing where she used my name. Uh, and also, look, this didn't hurt she thought I was hilarious upstairs in the green room. And then just before we went on stage, like I I was being funny the whole time and she would laugh and she would, she would put her hand on my shoulder and go, Oh man. And she was genuinely, I, I found her to be genuinely enjoying me and the things that I had to say. And look, that's all I need at this point. I'm just like, yay. Somebody's responding. Awesome. Um, but also she was, she was beautiful and Charismatic, magnetic—all of the things I just said—and but also funny. Like she, she was she listened when you said something and laughed, and then she would say something funny back, and you and you'd laugh. Like she was engaging. That was—I guess that's the word—engaging. She was charming, uh, all sorts of other words that end in ing. She was just a delight, and and then we went out for the show, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything. You know what? The way the show works is you have to give them. A bunch of topics that you are an expert in and then the night of the show they tell you what topic they've chosen that you will have to answer trivia questions in and then they found an expert in your topic who when you answer your final question will be there to give the answer so it's kind of a combination game show interview show it's super fun i mean i I just I, i just had a great time and i gotta be honest again like i said man i was fucking funny and afterwards, I was talking. My buddy Jim Newman is, uh, you know, he's always worked with Jay Keith. And he was super, you know, he was there handling us, getting up to the green room and sitting us down. And afterwards, he came up, and I go, eh, is was that all right? And he goes, no, it was, that was amazing. I go, all right, I go, I go, I know I have a tendency to talk and I'll, I'll drop jokes in. And he goes, no, you kept adding and adding and adding. And it was, it was, it was so needed. It was good. Because I had, I had listened to two shows before I did the podcast, and I wanted to have an idea of what the format was. And I listened to one show that had Lisa Lampanelli and Will Leach, who used to write for Deadspin. They went head-to-head on Zoom. And it was a different vibe, you know what I mean? Because there's no audience. You're not playing to anybody except for the other hosts and stuff. But then I listened to a live one that had Bruce Valanche and then a, a woman who may have been a director or an author or a travel expert. I can't remember. Christina or something? Um. But it was live, and so I got a chance to hear the crowd response. If you made jokes or you goofed around, and so I, I, I had a strategy to go. Just I, my strategy was to be me. That's all. Just to be, to be funny. If I saw an opening, take it. And and I did. And I was fucking great, dudes. I was so great. <laughs> And I know, you know me, I don't normally say that shit. About, I mean, I look, I think I'm fucking great half the time and half the time I don't. Well, I, I know that I was great. And also my buddy Jim confirming it was really cool. And then Jake, Keith wrote me a nice email and he's like, wow, he's like, that was super fun, dude. Like I really had a great time and, um, it made me happy. You know what I mean? Because again, uh, I love talking to you guys, but it's me, it's me in a room by myself. And so I don't have any real, um, gauge as to whether I'm funny or interesting um, even though the fact that I've been doing the show 14 years and you guys are out there listening, it could mean that I'm funny and interesting. I have no idea. Why would I, why would I ever <laughs> make that leap with you people at my side? I don't know. But, uh, but, uh, but it's nice to get instant feedback from a live crowd as well as, uh, you know, making Jay Keith laugh and Nicole and then, uh, and then also to make Anna Camp laugh and then to sit there and dream of a future where all I could do is just follow Anna Camp around and just make her laugh. That's all I wanted to do. Because she, again, she thought I was funny and she would like, she'd lean over and put her hand on my shoulder and stuff and we would fist bump after every correct answer. And when they were going to read the final scores, we held hands, you know what I mean? Like, so it with our eyes closed. It was, she was really fun. And also, so she was game for everything. Any nonsense I said, any, any direction I went, she laughed and she was into it. There was never any kind of, who's this lout? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, I, she, she could just be the best actress in the world, but I felt she was genuinely charmed and thought I was entertaining, which that just makes you want to be more charming and more entertaining. That's all it does. You know what I mean? And the very fact that you're making people laugh, uh, as you know from this show, uh, it, it just makes you want to make people laugh more and more and more. And I want to just keep building and building. And so when Jim said, he goes, no, you just kept adding and adding and adding. I was very happy that he said that. And now, of course, I'm like, oh, no, what if they cut out like 30 minutes of my ad libs? Oh, no, what if that's the only thing they cut is my jokes? (laughs) And then you listen to it and you're like, Mike, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. So might be, might be the case. They might do that. I have no idea if they are, but, but it will be out. um, And I will, and uh, this is fun too. My expert uh, on my category uh, has sent me an email. To tell me also how much he enjoyed the experience and how much he uh, he and I, uh, whatever he he was he reached out so so that also uh, foolishly makes me think that I did well not foolishly but it makes me think I did well if even the if the expert in my category reached out and was like wow uh, it, you know it was really nice meeting you and I can tell that you and I have this a lot of the same uh, love for something you know what I mean uh, which was great and it made me very happy so uh, meeting those people, making them laugh, participating in the show. It'll be out in the beginning of October. And once it is, of course, I'll let you know, and then you guys will be all happy, all happy. Uh, and I'll be happy because it means I won't have to do a show that week. Ha <laughs> ha. Look at me lying. All right. I'll tell you what, um, I got to get to bed. It's now two forty-three, two forty-three AM. I have to be up in five hours and, uh, and then I have an 11 hour day. Um, oh, fun. Uh, it's my own fault. My brain got in my way today and I kept saying, oh, but there's something else I want to talk about. God damn it. I know. I should, I talk about it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do, I, I'll do whatever. I'll, I might do a late last night at Schmitty's, maybe tomorrow. L- look, let's put it this way. I will record something for you tomorrow if I'm not dead, if I get home. <laughs> Cause again, I also, I had that 11 hour gig, but then the next day I have another 11 hour gig. And that that's even earlier. That one's at eight thirty in the morning. So tomorrow's nine thirty. Today's eight thirty, and and that's that's when it starts. I have to be there forty five minutes beforehand. So tomorrow I've got to get to this joint at fucking eight forty five a.m. And then uh, and and also like I said, so I have to be up at seven forty five because I have to. It's it's fucking thirty miles away. Oh, dudes just don't don't ask anymore about what horrible things I've done to myself and the situation I have backed myself into. Uh, And then Sundays is the same deal. It's like it's like 25 miles away and I got to be there at fucking 745. Good Lord. What the hell, man? And then there's also there's rules and stuff. And I'm already because because look, I'll just tell you this. Uh, There's a chance I show up tomorrow and they go, nope. And they send me home because of a rule that I've already violated. Uh, I hope I hope they don't because I don't want to fucking get up this early and then fucking haul my ass all the way out there. And then they go, nope, because of this dumb fucking thing. But truthfully, it's their fucking fault. I'll tell you all about it later. All right. Uh, so I got to go to bed, dudes. But there was another thing I wanted to talk about. Right, I'll talk about it tomorrow or whenever. Um, I just, oh, fuck. I got to. Mike, go to bed uh and this is a bad podcast right if I'm like Mike, go to bed stop talking don't, don't do that all right fuck this you know what I have to talk about it because it's gonna be over soon did you guys see the Lauren Bobert video Lauren Bobert is a uh I don't know fucking congresswoman out of out of Denver wherever the fuck rural Colorado, and uh she's bananas we know this she got four kids she was married to a guy who showed his dick to teenagers. Now she's divorcing that fucking guy. She had a Christmas card. All of her kids had fucking AR-15s. She's a wackadoo. You know what I mean? That's what we vote for in this country now. Uh, but also, uh, it's like Marjorie Taylor Greene in, in fucking Georgia. She's another one. She had a husband, but then she was fucking the CrossFit trainer. Uh, and and then her husband stuck around even after that, but then he fucking left. And now she's, you know... she I, there's There's a non-zero chance we've got two different congresswomen with upper thigh tattoos all right that that's where we've landed as a country at this point and uh and i and i will tell you this man i want to see them both but anyway i digress um lauren bobert is in the middle of a divorce and now she's apparently dating is the word i would use and she went to a uh, she went to a play she went to see beetlejuice the musical. Which, uh, which also speaks to our failure as a culture that we've now remade something into something else again and again and a fucking again. You know what I just saw? There, You know Donald Glover, who made Atlanta, which is a, a very new and brilliant show, you know what I mean, it, which was great? Uh, well, now Donald Glover is starring in Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Netflix. The, they're remaking the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and I, which was also a remake itself, I believe, if I remember correctly. And Netflix is making it a series. And I, I read it. I'm just like, what? Are, what are we doing? Do we? Have, why? Why? Can Can somebody not write another story that doesn't have a dragon in it or the same fucking thing we've seen over and over again? What the fuck? And And who knows now with everybody on fucking strike. And I, I don't know if you know I'm supposed to fucking mention that show. I just saw it, I'm not promoting it really because I think it's dumb. I think it's a dumb idea. And Donald Glover is a genius. There's a million fucking things he should be doing besides that but whatever Um, so they made Beetlejuice the musical and Lauren Boebert has uh, tickets and apparently she goes and there's a there's a kerfuffle if you will there's some falderall at the at the showing and it comes out that she's uh, she was this is a few days ago she was kicked out of the theater what a congresswoman kicked out of a theater? How? Why, why would you ever? And immediately along partisan lines, everybody's like, they must have not liked Lauren Boebert because she's a conservative and they just threw her out because she's MAGA or whatever. And, I, you know, whatever the fuck. Because every, that's because that's what it is now. Whenever anything happens, immediately everybody goes to fucking politics. They dig in the trenches and they're like, Lauren Boebert is awesome. Lauren Boebert is stupid. Whatever the fuck. She used to be a call girl. She's a congresswoman. Who knows? Why can't you be both? Uh, so she she gets kicked out and then it goes around they're like oh yeah she was kicked out for misbehaving uh and apparently she was maybe vaping in the theater and she wasn't supposed to and she was also singing loudly she was whatever she she was enjoying herself at the musical far too much and they asked her to leave right so then her her she puts out a statement where she's like i wasn't vaping that was smoke from the fucking show and uh, and I was just enjoying a play. I don't know what everybody's problem is. And then I want you to find. I truly because I, I can't read it because I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. But her representative, like her manager or her fucking campaign idiots. I don't I don't have any fucking idea who it was. But he puts out a statement, and he's like. Shocks of... Sh- he, he writes it like a, like a gossip columnist. Oh, yes, the shocking and salacious charges are true. Lauren Boebert enjoyed herself at the Beetlejuice musical. <gasps> oh, for shame. Why would everyone... And he made it like people were overreacting to her having a good time at a show. And then he's like, a show that actually encourages dancing and singing among the audience. And, and, and no, I know it doesn't say it on the poster at all. It tells people to come watch a fucking show. But his, it's so insulting... Reading his statement and I knew it then it was three days ago two days ago. I read it. and I go this is bullshit. I don't know who this fucking guy is that decides to just infantilize everyone who reads this and pretend like because again what this is what they do. Anyone who's in a scandal Democrat Republican celebrity whatever the fuck they always try to make it your problem. They was like oh oh, you're upset by this. Oh well I, I guess you can't do anything in this country anymore. Whatever if you're upset. Uh, It's crazy. And and it's crazy making, quite frankly, because it's all gaslighting bullshit. What's it trying to do is trick your fucking head. And by the way, I'm tired of the word gaslighting. Uh, As someone who has gone through extensive gaslighting and probably has involved some people in some gaslighting myself, probably, definitely, whatever, uh, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of therapy speak being weaponized in a way to explain everybody's fucking behavior. Or to accuse people of things they're not. You're a narcissist. Well, no, I just don't agree with you. You're a narcissist. Uh, okay. Well, I I think you're wrong here. Now you're gaslighting me, telling me you're, you're gaslighting me as I try to tell you what I'm just giving you the truth, and you're like, well, no, that's your truth. Oh, it's my truth. Oh, well, that's what a narcissist would say. I just I I see it a lot. Uh, I see it with people I'm related to, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I I don't. I this don't, where everyone now has this language in their holsters and they can pull it out and shoot you down with it every single fucking time and, and you're just like no I'm just disagreeing with you and they're like no you're this you're this you're that you're this there's labels constantly being thrown at you and I don't get it uh, so when this fucking campaign manager put out this statement it's just, he just again it's infantilizing where they're like oh yes shocking that she enjoyed herself at a show I guess if you're this is the sort of thing that bothers you but and he, he made it everybody else's fucking problem but what he didn't understand What he didn't realize, what he didn't know, what Lauren Boebert herself didn't know, is there were cameras in the theater. And guess what? (laughs) I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know. I quite frankly, I think you all know this. You've seen the story, but that's why I'm doing it now instead of waiting because the iron will not be hot in a couple of days. Uh, If you have seen the video, you've seen all the video things that she did. If you haven't seen it, here's what it shows. Uh, Remember when they said she was vaping and she's like, fuck that. That was just a smog from the show. There is a clean shot of her sitting in her seat vaping. Like with that, she puts that fucking electronic cock right in her mouth and then inhales and then blows out a whole puff, like four puffs of fucking smoke. And uh, at one point, a woman leans forward and asks her not to vape, and she just fucking ignores the woman. Uh, then... At a show where uh, people said that she was singing and dancing and she was just like, oh, I was enjoying the show. It was it was just that's the kind of show it was. They show her not only is she in her seat yelling, singing and putting her arms in the air, but she's also taking flash photography during a performance in a darkened theater and not flash photography of the stage on the clips that you can see. She's taking selfies of herself and her date and the flash is going off in their face and also in the faces of everyone behind them trying to watch the fucking show. She's taking selfies, sitting in the fucking seat, and then bopping and singing and whatever the fuck, screaming. Uh, but then, uh, and that, and so that covers the accusations that people were talking about. But also, uh, the video showed something else. And it wasn't... Uh, <laughs> It wasn't anything anybody had accused her of, but it's on the video. And so, you know what? Let's take a look at it, right? Let's take a look at this video and see what we see. And what we see is during the show, Lauren Boebert, who, uh, uh, like I said, I mentioned, there's a, there's a non zero chance she's got a fucking upper thigh tattoo and probably a tram stamp. And uh, and I, you know, she's, she probably had more cocks in her than a fucking hen house. Whatever. Good for her. Nothing wrong with that. Live your life. Uh, but she's in the middle of this, what she called a uh, devastating divorce. And she has got like five kids at home with assault rifles and, uh, and there's a clip and in this clip, uh, the guy she's dating who, by the way, uh, this fucking douchebag, I don't know who this fucking guy is. I don't know if he's with the campaign or just some new guy, but he's got, he's just, a he just looks fucking sleazy to me. I could be wrong, but he's you know, got thinning hair and uh, he's got eight o'clock shadow. I mean, he's just, he's just like, he just looks like a fucking he's a switchblade of a guy too he's all whippet gristle and he's all fucking tall whatever good for him but I'm like oh my Christ this guy he just looks his shirt unbuttoned whatever the he just looked weird to me and again maybe I'm wrong I'm judging I'm old but he's sitting next to her and uh, (laughs) he just he grabs her tits like he starts rubbing his hand all over her tits and she takes his hand and she puts it on her tits And she kind of like looks at him and he's, and then he does a, he does a pro move. I will say this as much as I did not. And perhaps I'm just jealous of this guy. There's no doubt. Uh, Because dudes, I'm not lying, man. I would, I would fucking rail Lauren Boebert as, as I'm sure that language is not appropriate, but Marjorie Taylor Greene too. I, I, you know, Lauren Boebert though, she could, she could sit on my face all fucking night. And the only time I came up for air, she could just blow vape smoke right in my fucking mouth. That's fine. That's all I needed. That's all I need. I would survive on vape smoke and Congresswoman pussy. Let's fucking do it. Because I. there is something about fucking crazy that I, I am more than happy to drag into a fucking double bed. I'm not even going to go queen size. Well, let's just fucking stay as close to one another as we possibly can. You got to lay right on top of me for fuck's sake. Um, But dudes, I mean... He's rubbing her tits and he does a pro move and it's fucking, it was clean. It was, it was clean and sneaky. And I, but honestly, I've, I respected it cause I've done it. It was a move I've done that I enjoyed. Uh, he's, he's rubbing, like she's got a dress and it's strapless. Okay. And her tits are falling out of it. I mean, they're just, cause she's got fucking the cans, just uh, the guns are loaded. Cannons are fucking loaded on Bulbert. Look at the cannons on Bobert; They're loaded. So he's rubbing her fucking tits. And she, like I said, she puts the hand, his hand on her tits. And when he she does that, he slides across and then he puts a couple of fingers into the top of the fucking dress and goes and just goes straight up on a nipple hunt. I you I knew he did it. And it's and it's, you know what? It's a fucking it's a daring move in public. I mean, you're sitting with a bunch of people, you're surrounded. And again, I'm a guy, uh, I I've, I've I've had sex in, in the green room of comedy clubs. I've had, I've had sex in movie theaters uh, with with different people. Uh, I've had sex in a grocery store. I'm I'm on board with all of it, but when I saw him do I had to admit, I was like, "You know what? Cuz you know what? I I think what the kids say is game recognized game." because he slid his hand over her, like her, her left breast. And when he came back around over her right breast, he slid a couple fingers into the top of the dress. And I guarantee that was like to, to it. Cause it's, how do I put this? Like if you're with a woman who's into that anyway, and I look, I don't know anything, please, please know that this is just my experience. Okay. But it's my experience that if you're with a woman who is all about groping and is willing to do it in public and is like, and is, is so, into it and turned on at that point that you're over the clothes groping her and she's on board that if you even for a second even for two seconds if you if you actually go under the clothes it is it is electricity for you and for her it's it's a game changer because it 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 shows that you're willing to go all right well you know what i i i'm gonna go all in here i'm gonna go all in and when he does it, that's when she reaches into his lap. And she reaches into his lap and she leans and she starts whispering to him. And then she puts her second hand in his lap. And they are and they're just fucking they can't keep their hands off one another. While while people are saying Beetlejuice three times and terrible things are happening on the stage. Uh, so this wasn't even anything anybody complained about. But the video clip is going around and I saw the video clip and I was I was look, man. Uh, I, I would I marry her? Probably not. Would I vote for her? Absolutely fucking not. Would I take her to a movie? All the fucking time. That is absolutely a woman you want to be sitting next to in a dark room because who the fuck knows, right? You know what? I I might not vote for her, but I would get in a voting booth with her. I'll tell you that right now. And, And again, that's. That's This is my own predilection. This is me giving you a little peek into me, and you already know me. You've been with me for 14 years, but I am a dude who, like, that is, I have, because I have done that. I have, uh, all right, Brace, I, <laughs> I have spent in all, a, a two-hour movie at attention because someone, because I was in somebody's hand, all right? Like the, like, the whole fucking time, like, you know, just that, like, edging for a two-hour movie the whole time through jeans, like, and it's, it's, it's unbelievably exciting and it's one of my favorite things in the fucking world to do. And 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 I will tell you that it was a full theater watching this movie, but I didn't I did not fucking care. And I mean I, it just, you know, you couldn't go any further than what we were doing, but what we were doing was fucking beautiful because, you know, if you're sitting with somebody and uh, you know, and you you know, you slide your hand between their legs and they're not wearing any panties and you just you just watching a movie and then but, but at the same time you're absolutely taking care of business, dudes, dudes fucking I you know what and again might not be your cup of tea might not be your speed might not be something you're into and I can see Bottom, obviously the reaction to this there's a ton of people who are not into this sort of thing because all of these people now are clutching their pearls about what's going on but only because it's political like if it was an actress doing it people would just be like god damn like this is uh these people were fucking they were ready to go they could not keep their hands off one another and if you've never been in a position where you couldn't keep your hands off of somebody i feel bad for you because there is nothing more fucking exciting in the whole world than not being able to keep your hands off of somebody and them wanting nothing more than for you to have your hands all over them holy fuck it is magic fucking magic and uh and i see these people like i said they're all nervous and sad what if it was a gay person doing it what what if it was a trans person doing it she would lose her mind and she would give a speech and uh, fuck you know don't invent scenarios right don't do that if you want to come after her too for the for the the fucking god-fearing christian bullshit that's fine but don't make up this other bullshit and and quite frankly if if you are, are calling her out for this, I know you don't like, because people are like, it was a family show, and there may have been children in theater. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm so tired of people worrying about the children, and granted, it's because I don't have children, right? Do I want to see, if I had kids, would I want to see them watching a guy get a handjob at the Beetlejuice show? No, probably not, but I don't, so I don't fucking worry about it. It just It's just these people who lose their minds over shit, and again, it's because she is who she is. Like I said, she's anti LGBTQ and, and all of these things. And, and these are her positions and I don't agree with them and whatever the fuck. Uh, but I do agree with her position. I look, I'll agree with whatever position she wants to be in, in a fucking movie theater in a dark room. I'm all over it. I don't fucking care. Uh, and and I, I'll tell you the real lesson from all of this. Like I said, in addition to learning that people are willing to to be fucking prudes when it fits their needs politically, is that there are cameras fucking everywhere and as a guy who who has had sex in several alleys in and out of a car, uh, that's a little frightening. That's that's something you got to keep your head on a swivel and start to look around. Because I mean, I would, you know, you'd be and you'd pull over. And it, 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 I and again, perhaps this has happened for you. Perhaps it has not. But there's just times in the car where you know, you look roadhead is roadhead. But also there's times where you're like, you know what, it, it, you want more. And so you find a dark spot or you find a side street. I told a story. I was in a fucking like a church parking lot. And then we went to drive away and we drove over the fucking cement divider. (laughs) Holy shit. It was a school or a church or a Catholic school, whatever the fuck. It's it's right down the street from my fucking house. And it's just, you just, you just do it. You just fuck. Sometimes you got to fucking do it, man. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go over the clothes and then sneak a couple fingers under the clothes just to see that look on her face where she's like, oh, Oh, hold on a second. I, did, I didn't know. I thought you were a bronze medalist. It turns out you're a gold medalist. Let's fucking get this on. And two hands into your lap and let's fucking go to the whip. Because the fucking finish line is absolutely in sight, goddammit. it. Holy fuck. And look, I because I, I've talked, like Lily was like, you're so gross that you think like Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever. And look, of the two of them, Marjorie Taylor Green is clearly the B-side. There's no doubt that she is the B-side. Because I, you know, she, she also, because Marjorie Taylor Green, I will say this and I'm going to say it and you, whatever the fuck you let me, if you want, uh, she's crazy. And, I and I bet she'd be a fucking psychotic in the rack. Uh, but she also, she also, uh, she looks like the kind of woman who might not shower and just put extra perfume on in the morning. You know what I'm talking about? She looks like, she might, she might, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green might have a little, uh, she might have a stink to her just a little bit, a little gamey, a little sweaty. There's nothing wrong with it. I like sweat when we're, we're, look, when we're, I'm all over sweat. But what I'm saying is like, she looks like someone who might, you are like, hmm. But Lauren Boebert, nah, that, you know, you know what she, but she looks like she smells like fucking high school perfume. That's what that fucking chick looks like. She smells like beautiful. Remember beautiful? Fucking high school. In high school, beautiful was a fucking, you know, loves baby soft, that kind of shit. That's what Lauren Boebert looks like. And she's got—I I bet she's got fucking garter belts on and fucking tattoos you'll never see unless you're lucky, unless you're fucking lucky. And she might have a holster on her fucking ankle and another one up on her upper thigh, hiding her fucking tattoo. Whatever the fuck, I'm in. I don't care. I am. I am all over armed and crazy. Let's fucking do this. And the cannons are fucking loaded, dude. I would. I would. I'll. I'll fucking happily go to whatever Broadway place she wants to fucking go ahead and gro- get groped in. Let's do it. Um. But all these people are like, oh, yeah, she's unbelievable that she would do this. And if it was a fucking but it wasn't it wasn't anybody. It was her. And if you want to hate her for it, because, again, people hate her for whatever fucking reasons in that. And by the way, again, she's a lunatic. Please don't think that I'm like defending her in some weird way. She's a maniac. She's not somebody who needs to be anywhere. She shouldn't even read a newspaper, let alone be being reported on in the fucking newspaper. She shouldn't be a congresswoman. She shouldn't be any of those things. She's a fucking lunkhead with an AR-15 and a family to boot. She married a fucking abusive husband and then he was a dick and then he he beat up her son and she wouldn't call the cops. She's she's a nightmare. But if you can focus that nightmare on top of a double bed and and just give me a four hour fucking window, holy shit, it's some that's four hours you will never fucking forget. Never fucking forget. Uh I'm not doing plugs. What's the point? Well, I'll do plugs. Why not? Oh, you guys can get me at Mike at com. You guys can be my friends at facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy, or is it x.com slash the 40-year-old boy? Uh, I'm at Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, what are the other one? Oh, TikTok, and uh, Blue Sky at Mike40YOB. That's Mike40YOB on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and uh, Blue Sky is the new one. Uh, <clears throat> Joe, I got your note on blue sky. I'll respond. I promise. I'm still intimidated by blue sky. Cause I don't know if I write something, it'll, you know, it'll come out in Latin. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. I don't know. And, and look also, yeah, I am, I'm half a fucking idiot. So I don't respond to anybody. People have written me texts. You're all very lovely. The pizza people. I didn't write your texts back, but, or your, your emails, but there you go. I told the rest of the story today. So now, you know, and What a what a gripping story it was. Oh, aren't you happy? Uh, I'm part of the Misfit Toys co-op. That's never not funny. And uh, and a bunch of other shows that I can't name. I'm going to be quite frank. I, I know that, uh, that Christine and Danielle in Oh My God, This Water's Cold. I know that's their show. Um, I actually just went and saw their live performance. They did a live show. Me and Murray went and checked it out. It was fun. Andy Daly was on. Fucking hysterical genius. And uh, Danny and Kristen did a, a wonderful job. So there you go. Uh, I believe it's Kristen. I think I called her Christine once or twice, and I don't mean to do that. I apologize. But regardless, part of the Misfit Toys co op, along with Never Not Funny and me, and a bunch of other shows. I think, oh, Mental Illness Happy Hour with our friend Paul. Uh, all of those are great, and uh, and you should check them all out. Sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Who wants to hire me for something? You? Is it you? Do you want to hire me for Cameo? Uh, I have a gentleman who hired me for Cameo. Oh, fuck. I, you know what? I wanted to talk about that too. Son of a bitch. It's three ten. Um, I gotta, I gotta hit the rack. You know what? I'll give you, a, I'll give you a last night at Schmidt's at some point today or, or tomorrow or Monday. We'll see. Um, just a little, or maybe I'll just wait and do a podcast again. I don't fucking know. But will the, but will the, but I, it's, it's kind of topical, but it's not. You don't care. Uh, all right. The point is. Uh, I'm on I'm on Cameo and I was hired by our friend Ben and Ben wrote me and he's like Hey man I'm a Packers fan uh, Packers Bears opens up the NFL season uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it and let's see what's up and uh, I <laughs> this is completely true I I did a cameo for Ben and and this is you know what this is going to function as a commercial for why you should hire me for Cameo I did a cameo for Ben and I just started talking and I don't even think I like I. I didn't get to Packers bears right away. And I just kept talking and then I kept talking and I kept talking about some other things. And then I started to launch into talking about Packers and bears. And all of a sudden the cameo cut off and it's an uploading video. And I, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if cameo now has a time limit on their cameos, which also does not reflect well on me if I talked all the way to the fucking time limit. But at the last time I looked at the clock, I was at like 16 minutes talking to him. And in my brain, I even went, you got to get to the fucking bears, dude, because you're just ruining this guy day by giving him fucking 16 minutes of video about nothing he asked about. Uh, but I was hilarious in the video and I wasn't going to start over. So what the fuck? But uh, but so I did a cameo for him and it was at least 16 minutes and I never talked about the thing he asked about. I think, I, I think he talked about it for like 90 seconds and then I got cut off. Uh, <laughs> and so I wrote him a note then and I go, look, I apologize. Uh, I don't know why I got cut off, but I will call you for free if you really want me to go ahead and fulfill the, the thing and tell you about Bears Packers and my thoughts. And then I gave him a final score prediction. And then he wrote me and he was very kind. But uh, first of all, he gave me a phone number, which I guess means I have to call him at some point. And then he was like, uh, never question if you are the talent. And I liked that very much. It was very nice of you, Ben. So thank you. Uh, and perhaps I'll call you at some point. But, uh, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm running out of words to say. You don't want me to call you again. And also after what happened in that fucking game, the last thing I want to do is talk to a Packer fan. Um, ah, fuck it. I got to. Oh Christ, it's fucking 310. Uh, I went to watch the Bears game. At, at, I think I told you I have a friend who has like a really big house. And he always has, like, fucking 20 guys over to watch football every Sunday and sometimes on Mondays. And just a, and he's just a, a super nice guy. He's really cool. I got through in through my brother. But you know, I'll go there, and I'll see, like, Blaine Capaccio be there and Bruce Baum and fucking Randy Kagan and, and a bunch of comedy friends, John Ennis, guys I've I've known uh, to certain varying degrees over the course of years. Rick Overton has been there in the past. Whatever, guys that are fucking awesome. And my buddy Steve Segrin and other comics and stuff, Lenny, I'll go. But this is the first time I went without Lenny. I was like, all right, I'll go. So I I go to watch the Bears, and and let me tell you about the Bears. God, I can't get into this. I can't. I got to get up. Uh, (laughs) The last thing you want to hear is me bitching about that. Um, uh, All right, that's this week's pizza story. I'll tell you about the Bears next time I talk to you, and I don't know when that's going to be because I very, very likely will be dead by if I had 22 hours over two days work work weekend. Or th- I think, yeah, 22 hours, Jesus. All right, so there you go. Hire me on Cameo. You know what, Hire me on Cameo, I'll tell you the bear story, or at least I'll try to, and then I'll get cut off. Uh, bookcameo.com is the website, or the Cameo app goes on your phone. Do that, yawn. <clears throat> I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. Thanks to anybody and everybody who stepped up. And become a patron in the last couple of weeks uh, or or who's been a longtime patron and just done great things. You're super cool to include me in your lives. I appreciate it. Now, if you want to don't want to deal with all that, you just want to send me money. And why wouldn't you at this point? Uh, we've got to buy a coffin um, <laughs> after 22 days on my feet. I don't know what the fuck. I'm, I'm going to a wheelchair. Uh, if you go to my website. Mike in the upper right hand corner. There's a little, uh, donate button, a little horn boy. And you click on that. It'll take you right to PayPal. You can just send me a lump sum at PayPal, a big lump sum, a gigantic lump sum, something with a comma in it. <laughs> so I don't have to do shit. He said, hopefully, uh, so yeah, go to my, Click on that and send me some dough. Uh, oh, and I should mention the paranoid strain podcast is great. Our great friend, uh, fearful Jesuit. He's terrific. You should check out that show. It's, it's always just such good content that I couldn't possibly replicate or duplicate in millions of years. And our great friend David Hernandez does the Flemcat podcast. You can check that out as well. He's singing. He's dancing. He's doing all sorts of great things with all sorts of imaginary characters. Why don't you, why don't you just crawl inside David Hernandez's head and take a nap? Why don't you do that? Why don't you just get in there and sit in an easy chair right by his fucking uh, scapula? That's his back, not his brain. Who cares? Uh, So there you go. Find the Flemcat podcast. Find the Paranoid Strain podcast right where you would find the best podcasts in the history of the world. I have two channels. I have YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Like I said, there's other things coming eventually, but right now it's mainly the archives of the podcast. And also Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy slash slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can go ahead and uh, if you follow it, that would be great. doesn't cost you anything keep my followers up lets them take a look at it and go hey look at this guy people are following him even though he doesn't do anything (laughs) this guy's awesome he must be great uh and then also like i said there's twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy we were able to we we twitched this week we did three days and three days of just talking and three days of eating asian potato chips Uh, there were days, you know, it might've been two days, might've been just a Monday, Tuesday. And then I had a thing Wednesday and then I had to go to an orientation on fucking Thursday, whatever. Uh, and I was going to record the podcast and that got bumped. Uh, that's where you're getting it Saturday morning. Um, but people have been very kind on Twitch and showing up and that makes me happy. Our buddy Jeremy and stream dad and, or is stream dad and everybody else. Thank you. And, uh, next week I'll be there on Twitch. Um, I won't be there this weekend, but I'll be there Monday again if I don't die in some sort of horrible accident at this job, Uh, an industrial accident. If I don't fall into a vat of chemicals and become the Joker, I will be there Monday streaming on Twitch, uh, eating Asian chips and talking and looking at trailers. We watched some trailers the other day, did trailer park. It was great. It was fun. Come and join us, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Now there you can follow or subscribe. You can follow for free or you subscribe for some dough. And uh, you can use your Amazon Prime to get me a couple of Bezos bucks. That'd be sweet. And when I say Bezos bucks, I mean just bucks from Bezos. It's not like I got to use them on Amazon. It's actual cash. It's pretty sweet. So uh, you can do that every month, monthly. You'd have to renew it. You got to renew it. You better renew it. Oh my God, I'm going to fail. If you don't, you must. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and check it out. And uh, and now dudes, I'm going to go get, it's 3.15. (laughs) I'm going to get four and a half hours of sleep and then wake up and I'm going to eat four aspirins, and I'm going to bring the aspirin with me because I may have to take aspirins during the day. Uh, you know what I need to do? I need to start getting into speed. Has anyone got a connection out there? Anybody can hook me up with some speed. That would be terrific. Uh, you know, the ladies call me Mr. Speed. They call me Mr. Speed. Uh, that was my ringtone for a while. All right. So, uh, I gotta sleep. I, I'm, I should, you know, I should just stay up. You remember that when you're like, it's too late. and You're like, ah, oh, four hours of sleep is gonna help me. I'm, I've done that before too, and you're like, I'll just stay up. And then like an, at like forty five minutes or an hour into your staying up, you're like, I got it. And all right, now it's just three hours, but I gotta sleep. Uh so I gotta sleep. So let's go, let's crash. You want to come to bed with me? Who wants to come into my double bed and lay on my back? Anybody? I think y'all do, don't you? Hey, Lauren, you out there? Ditch the eight o'clock shadow and fucking show up at my place, man. Uh, I know that under the dress move as much as as just as as quickly and and, uh, sneakily as he does. I know it just like that. Whatever the fuck. Who cares? It's late. I'm done. Uh, We'll find you guys uh, soon. Maybe sooner than next week. Who knows? (laughs) Thanks, dudes. podcast, podcast. <sighs>